happening, everybody? You are listening to S-U-D-Z-B-U-D-Z. That is Suds Buds, the smooth show. show where cool buds talk cool suds with the very cool workers of the beer industry. As always, I'm your host, Eric Anderson. And with me in the Suds Buds studio, we have our band leader keeping the beat rolling, Mr. Nate Uppadell. What's up, cool cats and cool kittens? This is Nate coming at you from SDBZ Radio. Got uh, a from the small corner of the earth, um, talking with our buddy Alex tonight on Suds Buds Radio. Yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff lined up. Going to be introducing Alex in a little bit here, but in the meantime, just wanted to catch up with you, the band man, the Sultan of the Sticks and Skins over there on the kit. Strumming away. What's going on, Nate? Oh, you know, just uh, grooving and jiving my way through this w- crazy world out here. <laughs> Goddamn, I, lo- <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Couldn't do it. You know, Nate, it's a little bit uh, cold outside tonight, but we're going to keep it nice and warm in here. So uh, keeping the, the conversation moving along, uh, we got a, a assortment of beers that we hope are jiving with y'all tonight, but... Uh, we're going to kick it off real quick with our first beer, which is uh, our pregame beer that we like to do, the Suds Buds pregame show. Nate, what are we drinking for our first beer? Today we've got a uh, beer from Untitled Art, a oat cream IPA, coming in at, oh, coming from Wanaki, Wisconsin, Humble Brewed with, also Humble Forge Brewing. Made with Citra, Mosaic, and Sabaro hops. It's worth noting that we've had a few uh, untitled art beers on the Suds Buds program. Uh, this one was gifted to us, actually the same person that gifted us our last untitled art brews, Mr. Justin Carter, friend of the show, listener of the show. Thank you, Justin. One cool cat. Cool cat. Appreciate it, man. Uh, so let's crack open that conversation. All right, I gotta I gotta bring things back to a somewhat serious <laughs> note. I that was a lot of fun. I kind of I kind of liked it, but I don't know if it's for everyone. And I feel like <laughs> I have a hard enough time keeping this show under two hours, and that's probably not gonna do us any favors. Slow talking, smooth jazz radio is not gonna do it for you. I don't think so. No, Maybe. I thought it was a good venture though. Thanks, man. Maybe we'll I, bring it back. Exactly, and I'm happy for everybody that stuck around through that because <laughs> that was hard for me to deal with. <laughs> Yeah, apologies for our commitment. We could have done a little better, but uh, <laughs> cheers, man. We're drinking uh, this uh, oat cream IPA on the pregame show, Suds Buds. This beer from Untitled Art. Nice pour, by the way, Nate. That's uh, yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, yeah, it's it's cloudy. Nice, nice head on it. Um, a lot lighter than I thought it'd be. Very light. Um, little touch of sweetness i don't know if that's something that oats you know is connected to but uh definitely picking up on a little sweetness but um yeah solid beer yeah uh yeah that oat i guess i don't know that what the oat cream part is but i yeah that's probably where it's coming from because i know like i think hazy ipas are brewed with oats a lot of times and i don't know if that's something where it's like a mouthfeel or if that's like a, a a flavor thing that'd probably be a question for a brewer but yeah well i i mean i don't know with how light this is coming off 
but it's still got that good hazy mouthfeel. I got to imagine it plays a lot into texture. Yeah. Oh, can I take my sunglasses off now? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, before we get too much further, man, as we're drinking this, um, people are probably noticing that uh, where, where the heck is Dustin at? What's going on here? You know, you're not a, I wouldn't say you're a foreign voice because people that have listened have probably heard you on a couple episodes now. And I've made appearances. Made appearances. But uh, yeah, so this is our season two premiere, episode one. Uh, I took about a month and some change off to just kind of regroup and toss some more ideas around and also just kind of like, you know, sort out the future of, of Suds Buds and stuff. And so um, Dustin is not with us today. Dustin is um, not going to be co-hosting this show, but, you know, Dustin is, is it's it's a it's a see you later, not a goodbye. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I still see the guy every week. He's a, he's a good friend of mine. Love talking jujitsu, gaming, beer. You know, he's gotten big into like fitness and tattoos lately. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, for this season, we just kind of, I think, both took some time to resort our priorities and such. And um, for me, too, like these Tuesdays are kind of a, it, it's such an easy day for me to mentally prep before sitting down and recording. Cause like, I, I live where I record, you know, and I've got Tuesdays off, so I can do my thing during the day. I usually try to get outside, cook a little bit, um, you know, game with some buddies. Like I, I have a full day to just kind of, and then, and then outline this episode, you know, so I'm kind of have that full day to get in the right mindset. And for Dustin, almost every Tuesday when we recorded, I mean, the poor guy had, uh, he was getting up every day at like, you know, seven and then going to work, doing deliveries for eight hours. <laughs> driving you know to the gym getting a lift in getting a bite to eat coming here hopping right on mic drinking a handful of beers going out and at minimum you know rolling five rounds we always tried to get jujitsu in after most uh most recording sessions and then going home so it's like uh, a lot of those tuesdays dustin was gone from like 7 a.m to like 11 p.m and just with schedules you know we couldn't really change days so um as much as i didn't want to see suds buds die i really <laughs> didn't want to see dustin die and so we just kind of had the conversation um a little over a week ago and just uh you know sorted things out so when the opportunity presents itself i know dustin will you know be back with us for some sort of a segment or an episode definitely want to leave that open um and like i said you know still friends still see the guy weekly and uh yeah definitely uh see you very soon pal r.i.p dustin (laughs) (laughs) so i figured i had to throw it off the rails there for a little bit in classic form but that kind of leads me to you you're uh you're gonna be picking up hosting duties for co-hosting duties for this season um yeah my tag team partner my numero dos uh I mean, ouch, but that's fine. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm my own numero uno. Come on. Here. Uh, yeah. Um, looking forward to it, man. I'm really excited for this season. Yeah, I think I think we're going to have some fun here. Yeah. Got uh, got a couple of fun episodes coming up. Absolutely. But uh, what are you thinking of what you got in front of you right there? This is This is real tasty. I've been, every time Justin brings one of these by, I'd see it in the cooler. I'd be like, oh, 
that, that looks like a cool beer to try. And then they'd be gone about a day later because you always took them. And now I get why you kept bringing them in. This is real tasty. Um, really cool can art, too. Uh, kind of just looks like a, an almost patched together over like a watercolor. Their artwork is beautiful. Like all their artwork has been super cool. Um, we're we're not affiliated or sponsored by Untitled Art, but might as well be at this point. We've had a <laughs> handful of their their brews on the program. Yeah, this is definitely solid for me. This is right up my alley. Um, definitely liking the IPAs and the bigger beers as we get into the colder months. And uh, yeah, this is. This is firing on all cylinders. If you had to give it a rating, do you know where you'd be putting it right now? I mean, in the realm of hazy, I'd definitely put this, you know, like a high eight, probably. Um, I really like that it's not, it's not like the kicky in the face kind of hazy. I got to pause you real quick. Uh -oh. Have you been on the Suds Buds program before? <laughs> you know we rate things on a five-star scale here with, de with decimals. Hey, this is season two, all right? Are we switching things? Are we is season two on a ten star scale? I mean, I don't. I, I like the ten star. Ten star feels easy. All right, I'll bring it down to a five star. Uh, so we'll go. Yeah, a high, high four. So an eight. <laughs> okay, <A> high eight. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm actually going to be having to leave the Sudsbuck <laughs> podcast. It's you know nothing personal to anybody. Conflict of interest. So so a high four. Can we say like a, a four five? I like four five. So a nine. Jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah, okay. I suck uh, at math, dude, but I think I got both those right. I think you did. Cool. I mean I said high four. Yeah. I mean you went to four or five. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put numbers in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah don't do that. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's a really good beer. How about we just go like that? So a four or five from Nate on Untitled Arts Oat Cream IPA. Uh, if I had to give it a rating, hmm, I got to give it one more quality control here. But well, due diligence. Ponder off into oblivion while Nate fills time. <laughs> yeah, you don't fill time well. No, I'm just going to breathe into the mic and make everybody uncomfortable. I'm going to give it a 4.1, you know? 4.1, okay. And this is, I feel like this is a good season starter. We're starting it on a good note, but oh, yeah. I can't be uh, can't be throwing out five stars yet. I mean, I could if it was a five-star beer, but sure. it's not. It's a damn good beer. and I like it a lot more than a lot of hazies I've had recently. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I've talked to you. I've kind of been getting hazied out. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. But this is, yeah, nice and light-bodied. Still plenty of flavor. Um. But it's still got that mouthfeel that you kind of expect from a hazy. For sure. Yeah, big shout out to uh, Justin, Untitled Art. Uh, and uh, Humble Forager. It's a collab beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. all right. Yeah. Very cool. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> That's our review. Um, well... Coming up next on the program, I feel like this is a good time to introduce our guest. Can't think of a better time. Yeah. Uh, he's a, a co-worker of ours, our newest co-worker. Green behind the ears. Gr <laughs> you said it. <laughs> uh, former employee of uh, Acadia, as well as 
Urban Growler. Welcome to your initiate. Uh, 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 welcome to the show, Alex. Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I am. Thank you for the generous uh, intro. You know, <laughs> I like how you guys establish dominance over your guest. Oh man, don't you, say uh, that. This is the premiere. <laughs> We're trying to get guests, not scare yeah, away. Just, no, it's important. I think it's important in podcasts nowadays. You know, you gotta <laughs> let people know. Dominance. Show who's boss. <laughs> yeah, you guys he sit here. It. You drink a beer. You review it, and I gotta wait until. <laughs> no, no. It's, yeah. I will say we're pretty fortunate having you in studio with us today. We all work together, so we kind of didn't want to, you know, didn't want to bring someone in studio that we hadn't uh, already had prior exposure to, to the, the, you know, the times we live in crazy, craziness and whatnot. Like, yeah, times they are changing and maybe not, I don't know, like hopefully changing for the better. We got a new president since the last time we recorded, you know, um, so Shout out to that. Um, exciting times. Yeah. Exciting times. But, uh, you know, we're here to kind of hopefully put your minds at ease, if it be just temporarily from all that, um, for a little bit. Have a, a relaxing chat. Maybe provoke some thought, if we're lucky. And if you'd like us to do more of the jazz jazz intros and jazz voices, please let us know. Yeah, we might fall back into it tonight. We'll see. It's still early, Nate. Nate can bring his drum set in. Do Yo. a little swing. Ooh, I'll just be yeah. sitting back down the yeah, stair, a little yeah, brush action. There you go. New just... season. Got to step it up. Exactly. Production value through the roof. <laughs> yes, yes. I already told them they need to hire uh, boom operators to hold their mics. <laughs> a little more professional. Than... It's got like eight people in this room. Yes. What are you doing on Tuesdays? <laughs> okay okay all of our ex-guests become boom operators yeah 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 you, you, that's your pitch you know you get the opportunity it's like you know it's like expo- instagram exposure you know? exactly i'll pay you an exposure the mic you're holding will be occasionally be in a picture on our social yes, media yes, yes no, we'll exactly. tag you as mm-hmm. this yeah. is actually the initiation <laughs> oh. oh man well but what's going on like how you been I've been good, you know, uh, basically staying and going to work, then going back home, staying inside, watching a lot of YouTube, getting into a lot of YouTube holes, <laughs> um, all that good stuff, man. You just built a computer, right? I did. I did just build a PC. It was a huge pain in the ass, but it was worth it. That's awesome, man. You're going to drop your Twitch stream? Oh, I, I'll drop it. Yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> drop it. That's, I mean, it's, that's my goal, become a streamer, you know. <laughs> an up-and-comer up-and-comer yeah you know no it's great though it, it's super fast it was uh it's awesome to like know what's inside your computer yeah so you can fix it if anything goes wrong you know half the time i guess i should say i know like <laughs> half of the parts inside my computer i've never had the luxury of well i'm not i'm not like a huge techie guy i guess in that sense but uh you know i have more and more lately this past year been thinking about building a pc just after i've seen you know my brother do it a couple times and a number of co-workers and now my roommate dave um so it's uh yeah like you said it's just it's nice to know like just like a car or something like it's you know yeah. once you know how to work on it yourself you can save so much money and yeah. make it better it's all kind of like reading a book you know same with cars and everything like once you start reading into the parts and learn more get more knowledge and then it's kind of like secondhand at some point but I'm not even to that part yet with computers, but we're getting there. And I built one and it works. I'm going to say it turned on, right? (laughs) It turned on. It turned on. It took me like, after it turned on, it took me like an hour to figure out how to get the (laughs) monitor to work. But we did it. Baby steps. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you here today, man. Uh, yeah. Alex Drenko joining us here for uh, a few beverages tonight on Suds Buds. Uh, let's crack into the very first one. It looks like you already beat us to it. I mean, you kind of had no other choice uh, yeah. when you were chilling there. When the, you guys were, you know, doing your thing, I cracked one open. So just to kind of familiarize you with the format, like uh, mm-hmm. last season, most of our guests were here via Zoom. So oh, really? A lot of times there would be like a couple cuts in the episode where... You know, we would record a little pre-show ahead of time, Dustin and myself, and then our guest would hop on. We'd kind of time it uh, out. So okay. you basically were like, you just saw <laughs> that that waiting no. time that our guest usually and yeah, doesn't see. I'm totally kidding. I'm not, you know, I, I like, this, not. Oh, you're not intimidated? <laughs> not intimidated Okay, I'd like to Especially revisit the first no. part. <laughs> yeah, back? yeah. You know, can we go do that again? Yeah. So what are we drinking, man? I feel like it's only appropriate that you introduce this beer because Nate and I had no idea what the hell it was. Yeah, so this is Black Label beer. Um, Car- Carling Canada, I guess. I yep. don't know. I honestly haven't done a lot of research on this, but um, I drink it all the time just because it's, it's basically like hams, except it's a dollar cheaper than hams. And it's you can drink it warm, you can drink it cold, you can drink it any time of the day, any time of the night. It's kind of one of those beers, like where, you know, if you're on a hiking trail, you see it in the mud or anything, you might just pick it up and crack it open. Oh, <laughs> and just... in this economy, it's a good idea to have a beer like that. Exactly, you know? exactly. To this... throw out your window for other people to have. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is a classic looking can, man. It's yeah. uh, it's a good label. Got a little, uh, basically at the top, it says Carlin Canada Black Label Beer. It looks like a neon sign. It says founded in 1840, so OG. Yeah. And, uh... Over a century of international brewing tradition, product of the U.S. of A. Um, yeah, we each got ourselves a, a, a 12-ounce can here. I so, guess, Was it my job to do the research on the beers? Or is that your guys' job? <laughs> no, nah, man. I mean, I, based on you telling me that you fell in love with this beer because it's a dollar cheaper than hams, I feel like there's not a ton of research. No, that no, no, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the point's made. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good, good. We know what we're getting into, and I'm probably going to like it. Oh, I'm for sure pouring in this glass, so. though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I didn't even, you know, didn't give it the proper respect. You got to, oh, oh, wow. That's pouring. Enter the foam zone, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. That's pouring basically clear. Yes. It's, uh, it's a light beer. That's a, that's a crispy boy. Yeah. All right. It's nice, though. Yeah, I've, I've drank this for, man, probably since I was 21, and... I honestly can't even remember how I found out about it, but I just bought a pack one day and uh, usually it's, it's kind of weird as well. You'll be able to find hams in most liquor stores. This one is in just like random liquor stores. I don't think so, I've ever seen that it was, before. Yeah. Like when, when Eric told me that this was on, I was like, what the hell is that? And I looked up the like packaging. I'm like, I've never once seen that. No. Yeah. yeah it's good though. It's a, it's a nice beer. You can slam it if you want. It's great. I, I do feel like it's appropriate over this beer. Like I, I definitely, when you told me the, the, the three beers you wanted to drink on this show, I mm-hmm. felt it was only appropriate that we start with this beer. Cause it seems like something you'd, you'd start on, you know? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. This is like, yeah. Starting even like before you go out and drink, you're probably having a couple of these, you know? So, but, I, I mean, I've finished a little bit of this now. That's real easy. Oh, yeah, super it's, easy. Like, it's... And not in like the the Miller's Coors kind of way. Like, it's I don't know what I don't know I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> it's 
It's uh yeah, you know, there's kind of that difference like when you drink like a Bud Light, if you're unfortunately drinking one of those or if, you know, you drink um uh, something lighter like that. There is it's the same with hams a little bit too, where there's something a little different about those lighter beers and the same with this one. And that's, that's the kind of stuff I go for if I'm drinking light stuff. So. Yeah. I could, I could definitely see how making it through a case of this would not be a difficult task. Yes. No, it's super smooth. Yeah. Real easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm impressed, man. This yeah. is cool. <laughs> I got to be honest, did not have high hopes. <laughs> <laughs> like, looking at the label, I was like, Oh, okay yeah yeah it's a and it's cheap too that's the best part that's initially why i started drinking it it's like the cheapest beer i could find well not the cheapest but yeah speaking of very cheap beer as a disclaimer i will be finding beer 30 and i will be bringing it on this show yes nice it is have you do you know what beer 30 is i mean besides you just like oh personally yelling beer 30 so i can go drink a beer (laughs) at any time of the day it is a brand of beer uh, oh, okay. It is a cheap beer. Um, it's like a purple label, a clock that like I think it's at like twelve thirty. The part that gets me is the next part. Yeah, the clock part. No, no, no. The the the, the keep going. The, well, the, the race car. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And everything is tilted with like little streaks behind it, so it looks like it's speeding away. <laughs> I, That's great. That beer is just something to behold. It is like some people have even put it on beer review. Oh, man. Um, or uh, untapped. And, like, there's, you know, a lot of one star reviews, obviously. And there's some five star reviews where it's like, this costs $14 for 30 of them. I don't know what you thought you were getting. <laughs> right. But this is beer 30. Yeah. That's fantastic. When, how long has it been around? Do you know? I have no idea. I mean, it kind of looks like they popped up in like late 80s, early 90s, judging by the really? label. And then wow. just. Like, ah, oh, we're just going to keep making this and see what happens. I didn't know beer 30, like the term beer 30 had been around that long, if if so. Someone's got it trademarked and is making money off it. <laughs> yeah, very true. I should be paying them every time I yell it. Dear beef, so. beer 30, please sponsor me. Yeah, yeah sponsor this podcast. <laughs> well, Alex, how long have we worked with you, man? It's been about, what, three months now? Three, yeah, I think a little over, maybe. A little over? Yeah. Well, I want to take things back to the very beginning, because I think, like, you know, like it's I, when you work at a place for long enough, there's always a certain amount of of, of turnover, you know, yep. hopefully yep. not too much. And we we have a pretty solid crew where we're at. Oh, yeah. But, you know, anytime new people come in, it's always, you know, they're you know, you try to gauge them out pretty early, you know, definitely. And uh, I was really intrigued by you right away because it seemed like we had uh, some some just just parallels and getting to the twin cities like uh both grew up in small towns you in iowa me in central minnesota mm-hmm. moved to the twin cities before we were 20 mm-hmm. um you know both have kind of juggled service industry jobs in addition yeah. to taking stabs at uh the local film industry um you worked for target for a while freelance for a while mm-hmm. i've uh you know freelance for a while and worked at a, a grip house um, what kind of drew you to coming to the Twin Cities from a small town? Oh, man. Uh, I honestly have no idea. When I was 18, well, when I was like 17 and my parents were like, you need to figure out what you're going to do, blah, blah, start badgering you about that stuff. Yeah. I was just like, I know I'm moving out of this town. I'm not staying here. Same. Because uh, <laughs> I need to get out of here. It wasn't even like aware. It was just like a, like for me, I moved to, to Fargo, North Dakota. 
from my small town. Really? You know, because it was a it was a bigger town, but still had that kind of small town vibe. If anyone's lived in Fargo, and you you went to NDSU, right? I went to NDSU, yeah, so oh, okay. I did a year of school there. But I more or less like went there because it was education. I had friends, so it was safe, mm-hmm. and it was away from home. And that was like reason enough for me to go into debt. You know, I was just like, yeah. And you know, eighteen-year-old brain, it's like this is sensible. You know, just going into debt just in the name of getting out. Definitely, right? yeah. And no, it was. I think I honestly picked Minneapolis like off a whim. I was just like a city, like. And then my parents, of course, like they they've been. My mom used to live in Minneapolis for like four years or something. She's like, yeah, it's a nice city, so she kind of knows around. My aunt lived there for like ten years. So people were familiar with it, but uh, it was honestly just for me. It was kind of just like, I need to get out of here. Where can I move? Minneapolis. Okay, we're going. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't really put that much thought into like, oh, should I move to like, you know, Portland or Washington or like Colorado or California? It was just kind of, okay, I can move here. Let's go. So Well, I suppose it's definitely, you know, it, it's a little more safe versus those options where it's like if... You know, if all of a sudden your car breaks down or something and you don't have the money to get a plane ride, you know, it's not like you can just, you know, buy a buddy lunch to give you a ride or something versus growing up in Iowa where it's like if shit goes south, you can, you know, you still got family not too far away. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I did live in L.A. for like half a year or a little over half a year. And that was like a really rough part about that is just like when am I going to see my family next, you know? And if something does happen, I can only give them a phone call. That's about all you can do. So yeah, it's not a quick four or five hour jaunt. No, no. And Minneapolis too, I found is like, I mean, maybe not recently, unfortunately, but when I was, when I first moved here, it's, it's more of a safer city, you know, and it's smaller too. So you, you're not going to get that lost. So, and which is lucky because the amount of times when I first moved here, I took the bus everywhere. The amount of times I fell asleep on the bus and just like got to the end of the stop. <laughs> didn't, you know, so. Yep. Yeah. I've done that once or twice. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite experience. No, it's <laughs> never fun. Never fun waking up to a bus, you know, a bus driver shaking you. Like, exactly. You get off. <laughs> like they don't get paid enough for that and we didn't pay enough for that. No, 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 exactly. But yeah, no, I love Minneapolis, man. Um, it's a great city. It's got, it's, Really good food and really good. Ser- Honestly, like the service here, the service industry is really good. Um, yeah, I've traveled around a little bit, and when I did live in LA, um, honestly, I was kind of disappointed with the service industry out there. And I mean, it kind of makes sense because a lot of people are trying to be like actors and stuff like that. You know, that's like totally. their second. You know, they're not really putting that much work into it because they got another thing going on. But yeah, there was a lot of restaurants I went to out there where I was like, wow, this is, you know, it's people could do better. So like a a bunch of people just doing it to get by. Exactly. Exactly. We're like here. It's it's very genuine. A lot of the places you go, it's they genuinely genuinely want to like serve you. And oh, for sure. From from the little time I've spent in Southern California, and I don't mean this is any offense to anyone no me that might be from that area yeah, but yeah. like uh i feel like they got like the highs and lows really dialed down like if you want to get like real cheap like street food or something like there's a spot for that there's a spot where you can get like 
a la carte tacos for like two, three bucks a taco. Mm. And if you want real high end, like a couple hundred dollars sushi, sit down, like full experience, like there's that too. But I feel like what they lack is like that middle ground where mm-hmm. it's like I, when I was hanging out with my, my friend, you know, um, Mac out there, I, I spent some time in West Hollywood and then I went up to visit him in Pasadena mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, you're going to these places that feel like your average Minnesota bar. It's just, you know, it's a little warmer out. You know? yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. younger crowd. Definitely. Um, but uh, you're paying like five to ten bucks extra for, you know, the same food for the same experience, if not a slightly mm-hmm. worse experience, you know, 20 bucks for a burger at some you know, local joint. Yeah. No, and I think you nailed it on the head where it's kind of the... Because, yeah, like, you can go... You can walk down the sidewalk and there's little taco vendors. And those are... It's delicious. Delicious food and they're really genuine. You know, they good people. And then you get the high end where, like, that's, you know, that's what they're doing for a living. And and then the middle ground is kind of where it lacks a little bit. And, yeah, no offense, of course. No, uh, not at all. Any, it's just kind of what I noticed a little bit. And, it, and, like I said, it makes sense if that's not your main focus you know if so yeah i also just don't know that scene as well like i've you know i've spent the last five six years in minneapolis so it's like when i get people that come here from out of town that ask me where they should eat Mm. or people that come to the brewery that are like where should i eat it's one of those things where it's like i can think of very few places that are gonna like impress you from the sidewalk like just blow you away Mm -hmm. but i can give you streets that you can just walk down and just take your pick. Like, do I want Vietnamese? Do I want Korean? Do I want Thai? Do I want, you know, Ethiopian food? Do I want classic Americana? Do I want Mexican? Like, and I think that's, and they're all going to cost you like 10 bucks. You know what yeah, I mean? Yep. Yeah, Easy yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I love, exactly. dude. Like just walking down, like just Nicollet, you know, eat street, uh, going up Snelling. Like there's, yep. there's so many options. I went up, uh, you ever been to Victor's? No. I've Vic- heard of it before. Oh, Cuban food? No. Hot okay. damn. I don't know if you guys like Cubanos. Oh, I don't eat red meat. That's but... true. <laughs> but they got, they got non, non-red meat yeah, options yeah, there. Okay. So is that but... shaved off for rotisserie, like a falafel type thing? No. Or not not a falafel, excuse me. I just made uh, myself sound like an idiot. Euro. Like a euro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, Cubano is, yeah, basically ham, pickles, honey mustard, um, and turkey. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the trick with Cubanos is the bread. Um, you need really, or like a classic Cubano is really thin bread, mm. um, and it's toasted on the outside, little soft on the inside, but it's mostly a thin mm-hmm. bread. Like it's a, like when you get one, that's really good. It's, you know, more of a rectangle yeah. and it's yeah. Weirdly thin for what you'd think. Yeah, like you, it's a sandwich. Like, you know, when you're like camping and you put like a sandwich into like one of those sand, like the. I don't know. Everybody's got broiler, a toaster. No, like the little. um, We call them like Tonka pies, growing up, but I think that was the brand name of the cooker. Oh yeah, it's like like a panini press. Yeah, 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 it looks like a little panini press that you put in a campfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. outside, it kind of looks like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, more of a rectangle. It's a really thin bread. Yeah, and they they usually do. Yeah, they like press them like that. That's how they get them nice and all mushed together. Get all those juices in there. Hell yeah, delicious. Victor's, but back to the street food like sidewalk. Another sponsorship attempt here. Um, Loon Deli. 
Oh my god, I. Nate and I have talked about this before. I love Loon Deli. If you haven't been there, definitely go. Um, Loon Deli is just like it's, it's literally like if you look it up, it's attached to a smoke shop. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I think like two years ago, um, before they passed some different like tobacco laws, it was literally a tobacco shop, and then in the corner, in the far left corner. There was just a guy standing behind a counter, <laughs> and there was a menu, and you could just order food there. Yep. Like a real weird kind of vibe. It's, yeah, and from the outside, you look at it, you're like, I'm not going to get food from there. <laughs> exactly. And, but it's, their veggie burger is amazing. Their cheese curds are amazing. The gyros are amazing. It's real good their stuff. Their Philly cheesesteak, top notch. Like, it's one of those, you're going to feel it. Like, you, mm-hmm. you finish it, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I need to go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. But... It is so damn good. Amazing food. If you haven't had it, definitely go try it out. It's delicious. Those places are sometimes the best. Like the, oh, yeah. The first house I lived at in Minneapolis was off of uh, uh, Newton and uh, Newton and Glenwood in, in North Minneapolis. Yeah. Just just sh- just south of Highway 55. But uh, there was a place really close there called Rogers Market. And it was just like you're... Corner Bodega, where it sounds like the same type of thing, where you, you know, we lived a few blocks away, we'd walk down there, and you could get, like, not saying from experience, but you could get, like, a coffee, a preloaded cell phone, like, a pack of smokes, <laughs> and, like, a, yeah. a catfish sandwich for, like, a $20 bill, and you're on your way, and it was just, like... Definitely. Uh, I don't know. A weird place, but, like, really cool, really, like, a, a cool community vibe, like... Mm-hmm. You know, the, I felt like I knew the people there. It was always like I'd get my coffee there yep. on the way to class, get my coffee and a little snack, and just roll. Um, yeah, yeah. Those little play, those little like kind of hole in the wall places sometimes, or honestly, a lot of the time are just amazing. You know, yeah. they really yeah. do a good job. And and it's unfortunate that not more people know about them. You know, but that's why you gotta spread the word. You gotta exactly. tell people. Yeah. I feel like this beer we're drinking is kind of like a hole in the wall beer. Where this it's is like, very much it. <laughs> exactly a hole in the wall beer. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Like, uh, I don't know. It's just n- no frills. It, it looks clean. Like, I, I mean, it looks cheap. But when I look at it, I don't think like, oh man, this is gonna hurt. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like you see a four loco, and it's like I don't. That's not for me. R.I.P. Four loco. <laughs> yeah. Are they still? Aren't they still going? Oh, they are, but they they had to cut out the caffeine content. Oh yeah, because people were dying or something. Yeah, because (laughs) you're mixing really high percent ABV. If uh, you're gonna put that product out there into the world, (laughs) there had to be someone who was making that. This is like someone's gonna someone's gonna overdo it, and of course, someone is gonna overdo it. Of course, and like yeah, I mean, I would love I would have loved to be on like the production floor for Four Loco, like. Where they're just brewing this stuff, and then, like, I mean, they had to have been just adding powdered caffeine into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would just assume. Like, just giant barrels of powdered caffeine. Yeah, Jesus. I'm pretty sure it was a listener to the show I was talking to. I'm not positive, but I think they told me that they had a, a Four loco seltzer re- pretty recently. Oh, like, uh, They're trying to bust into the seltzer? <laughs> like a 13% seltzer, though, or something, like, insane. Whoa. Yeah, that checks out. And I think they said it tasted like gasoline. That's just what I remember from that conversation. Oh, so, so, did, like, yeah. so did the OG Four Locos, but yeah. that didn't really stop I, anybody. 
I that would kind of be smart on their end to bust into the seltzer. They're kind of already like down that road, but yeah. But yeah, if you're gonna make it, they they're gonna have to figure out because I would definitely expect it to be at least thirteen percent. So if you're gonna go down that road, you gotta make it taste good. You can't. Guys, new idea. We're gonna drop a new line. It's still gonna be fruit flavored malt liquor, but we're gonna pull all the coloring out of it and put it in different cans and call it Four Loco Seltzer. It's exactly like, what they did. Too manly for White Claw. <laughs> It's like the Hungry Man boxes of drinks. Oh that my god! Oh. That's got to be the marketing, though, right? Like, yeah. who's, oh, dude. who's walking through the grocery store and is like, yeah, like thirteen percent seltzer? That's what I need tonight. I'm like, a forty ounces of it. Fuck yeah! Like, let's do this. Especially if you're planning on drinking seltzer, because I don't think there's that many people out there who drink seltzer who are like. I need a seltzer, but I need something that's going to kick my ass, you know? Like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, a seltzer tends to be something, like, I can have quite a few of, and, like, yeah, yeah. still all right. Exactly, that's, right. yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, a four loco seltzer is like, I'm not going to work for the rest <laughs> of the week. <laughs> God. Oh, man. I'd be, well, and, well, even, um... You guys know Bud Light Platinum. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they just released Bud Light Platinum Seltzer. Oh, my God. I think I've seen that somewhere, yeah. Think, See, yeah. but that's like a middle ground. That's like, those are like 7% or something, so that's like, <laughs> I want to get bombed, but I want to be classy. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. Like, exactly. I want to be doing it from like a slender, like, frosted bottle <laughs> while I'm getting just plowed. <laughs> I just don't want the carbs, you know? Yeah, it's the carbs. Damn carbs, dude. Oh man, does does Michelob make like a Mick Ultra like low cal beer that's also like ten percent? There's no way they <laughs> don't. Be, I oh, mean, they man. got what is uh, isn't it called like Mick Ultra like fifty five or something like that? I have no idea. They've got one where like the the calories is in the name of the beer. Oh yeah, it, and it's still like a five or six percent. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I never ch- bothered to check because I'm just like. I'm drinking beer. I'm if you're drinking beer, <laughs> yeah, you're drinking yeah, black yeah, label. Yeah, I'm drinking right? black exactly. <laughs> like Shout a beer for black. like the mom and dads that like you know are calorie conscious but wanna fuck up their priorities. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That should be their uh marketing for sure. <laughs> that would be a great commercial. <laughs> Are you a busy parent, but you still want to drink beer, but not have the cake? Got a sitter for the day? <laughs> Are you still on a diet, but don't care what time your son's class starts at? Jesus. We've got a beer for you. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, probably worth noting, too. Better time than any that Sudsbuds is a 21-plus podcast. What we do on this show is drink and review beers with cool people, and uh, please drink responsibly. Uh yeah, don't drink and drive, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, don't drink more than like three, four locos in a night. Yeah, yeah, well, we're in a lifetime. Yeah. You're probably good. You probably got the experience yeah. after that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, what are we doing for uh, reviews here, Alex? On this show, you probably saw kind of how it goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five star. Uh, I think five, I caught yeah, we're doing that. Five star. I, okay, if okay. You didn't pick that up. Yeah, I've never seen that. Like. The only time I've seen someone give a review, just like with that kind of ease, was when it was a brewer that had made the beer. You, you said that like you brewed 
black label. Like, yeah, I fucking made it. It's five stars. Like, this is, this is my thing. This is my art. This is, uh, yeah. This is uh, my Mona Lisa. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I I probably have to give it a five star just because the amount of black label I drank is just... Oh, cool. You know, but... You, can we like split five stars into different categories? Could that no? What is I this mean? Too... Just like... I, I did preface my hazy review with like, as far as hazies go, very true. Yeah. As far as dirt cheap, um, what did we call it earlier? Hole in the wall beer goes. Sure. Um, five star for Black Label. Yes. Uh, you know we grade all of our beers on the same criteria. I just like to tell people it's a no shame scale. Like. Grade it based on how you feel about it, not oh. how you think other people should feel about it, yep. you know? Oh, five star. Definitely. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I love Black Label. I drink a lot of Black Label. I honestly, like I said, I I was a skeptic when I yep. saw it. Yep. Um, but I think I'm a convert. Like, this is something I would probably keep in my fridge just for like a night where I'm like, no, I, would, I want like three or four beers. Yeah. But I also want to go to bed at a reasonable time. Hell yeah. I'm going to drink some Black Label. Hell yeah. It's damn good. It's damn good. Sorry, you said five stars too? No. No, no. I was going to no, say no, you no, didn't no. give a rating yet. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. All right, Nate. This is let's like, hear your... this is like a two and a half, Sorry, three star the, when you When you fed it to me, I was just, you kind of oh. like looked at me like very intently like... <laughs> I was I was mostly hoping I wouldn't have think? to give it a rating. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the two and a half is doing yeah. it a disservice. It's a, you're it's in a the presence really good, cheap beer. And you're in the presence of the man that brewed it. You know, you don't want to... <laughs> I just want... Nate, your opinion doesn't matter to me. So you can't hurt my feelings. So it's okay. It's okay. Excuse me, folks. We're going to take a quick intermission while I establish dominance again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Let's, let's not go there. Um... <laughs> i don't know uh if if i had to review it i would probably give it a i don't know it's tough because i'm a big hams guy and like at the same mm-hmm. price point of hams it it tastes nothing like hams no no yeah i keep no. like comparing it to hams but it tastes very different this to me is like in the same vein as like a keystone coors like i kind of get okay. that vibe where it's like hams is like I, I fully understand it when people don't like hams. Like, Dustin, not a hams guy. And, like, if you haven't drank a lot of that beer or, like, been in a situation where it's like you're at someone's house and they're like, you want a beer? Yeah, for sure. All right, I got hams. Like, mm, yeah. unless that's been your only choice and you've had to have a lot of it, like, it is kind of an acquired taste. Yeah. Um, Sorry, no one, that made me, did it make it sound like someone's force-fed me hams in that situation? <laughs> that we're sponsored oh, by, man. you're sponsored by hams, A maybe? buddy of mine always calls it an Easter dinner. You know, it's just a, a 30 rack of hams, Easter dinner. Just a shitload of ham. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm giving Black Label a solid 3.8. 3.8, wow. It's strong, man. We're creeping up there to four-star territory. I just can't quite give it a four-star just because I feel like it is a simple beer that presents itself as a simple beer. I mean, yes. this is something that I want a 12-pack of this, you know, sitting in my fish house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is a beer where you buy it, but you're planning, when you buy it, you're planning on drinking, like, at least half of it in one go. Yeah, it's it's like a fishing beer. Yeah, yeah. you take the whole case out and you finish it by the time you're done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Playing beer pong, beer pong in the crick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. yes. 
that's something I haven't done in a minute. Well, if you come down to uh, Redwood Falls for my birthday on December 5th, 6th, and 7th. We're, we're going to crawl crawl into the creek on December 5th, 6th, and 7th? I mean, hey. it doesn't freeze. It's, you know, I'm not opposed to it. Come on, Nate. Get down. Get down. I'm just going to have a, have to have a couple more black labels before it, it, that. Perfect. In, yes. In, <laughs> invite's open, Alex. Come on down hey. and drink some black labels. Drink beer in a creek and freeze and then... Uh, <laughs> Go inside and watch Edward Scissorhands on a solar-powered t- TV. And that sounds amazing. Play cards. I would, I would get in the creek for sure. So. Shout out to Logan, Mason, Kleiner. I know you dudes are listening to this and you know appreciate you guys. It's going to be a good time. Always looking forward to hanging out with you guys. Uh, get to work safe. Go to work. Go to work, you guys. God damn it. Like, I don't care how you get there. Just go to work. Yeah. Okay. It's like 5 a.m. already, Kleiner. Aren't you supposed to be in the truck? <laughs> um yeah so uh I, I think we can say that black label was a win right You're definitely yeah, a recommend you know yeah i i'm glad i brought it on I, I would like to know what liquor store you found this in because i have yeah. never seen it before so it it's always in do you know where lotus to go go is I know you don't. Know. You said it was downtown. It's like downtown Minneapolis. Do you know where Lakes and Legends is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like right behind Lakes and Legends, there's Lotus to Go Go, and there's um, a Speedway. Okay. And in between the Speedway and the Lotus to Go Go, there's this little liquor store. I forget what it's called, but they usually always have Black Label, and they usually always have Indeed Mexican Honey too. So that's well, why well, I... Indeed Mexican <laughs> Honey is pretty easy to find. Yeah. 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 Very true. But but to have both. To have both, yeah. that's the thing. You know, to have that high quality beer and then black label, you got it. <laughs> got to give it to them. Thought you were gonna take a dig on Mexican honey there for a second. <laughs> oh, have that high well, beer, oh. high, high tier beer, <laughs> yeah. and then Mexican. Yeah, yeah, that high tier beer and then Mexican honey. I love. Yeah. Side side note, I love Mexican honey. Yes. Well, uh, I think we're gonna get to that at some point. You know, we can probably probably switch up the order a little bit just for you, Nate. As long as our guest is okay with it, I'm fine with that. I'm completely. If it's beer, just give it to me. You know. All right. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a quick little break, and we will be right back with a review for Indeed's Mexican Honey Lager. Cheers. What is up, everybody? We are back on Suds Buds with our very special guest, Mr. Alex Drenko. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, you nailed it, honestly. But I I guess I never, you know, everyone at work like has said it correctly. So. It looks intimidating, but it's one of those where it's the classic sounded out, you know, right? A lot of people do drink, like, drink cow. Like, like yeah. trying to overcomplicate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm ready to drink our next beer. Let's hey, crack hey, open the conversation. Hey, there we go. We've got... Uh, Hooked you... on phonics over here. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to introduce this next one, Alex? Yeah, definitely. Um, we got the amazing Indeed Mexican Honey. Not the light version, the Imperial Lager. Um, it's a great beer. It's, uh, what is it? 8%, uh, 17 IBU. It's one pint in this can, and it's delicious. Well, hang on, hang on. Before we crack it, let's get this in unison. When I throw up my third finger, let's crack these beers. Ready? We go. Are you going to say it, though? Nope. It's not that. Hey, hey, we got close. I was, I was expecting, let's crack open the conversation. <laughs> I love the line. I really do. Thanks, man. I kind of had a thing with it or had a thing to do with it, but it's not often we uh, 
we have three people in the studio um, where we're able to crack open in unison. And also, don't want to sound like a jabroni saying that. We're not trying to bring random people in here. We're definitely no. <laughs> COVID conscious. Nate's had a few tests just in the last month. Yeah. The last couple months, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's shitty times we live in. I don't want to dwell on it, but also I want to let people know that like, well, we're constantly together. <laughs> we're constantly together, and we're constantly telling other people to like, hey, smarten up, jabroni. You know, Smart. yes, be like, safe, be safe. Put your I, damn mask on. At this mm. point, we all live in the same house. Yeah, yes. and, and that house is Tristan's house of hops. <laughs> Could to set it better. Let's uh, enter the foam zone. Mm. <laughs> Ah, it's been a while. God damn, I love that beer. It's... So we've all had this beer before, yeah? Yes, yes. yes. I haven't had it in a, a while. I know it's kind of been a staple for both of you guys. Um, Nate, safe to say you're just a pretty big fan of most of Indeed's seasonal offerings. Oh, absolutely. I um, know, like, we've enjoyed some pistachio creams together. We've enjoyed, uh, I think we had a, a Yamma Jamma maybe when we were making a hot sauce. Yeah, we did Yamma Jamma for that. I brought over a um, six-pack of that. Yeah. That would be a fun one to implement like into a hot sauce. Like, sweet jammy. potato? Yeah. Oh, a beer in hot sauce? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Well, sweet maybe. potato in hot sauce. My buddy did one of those. That sounds dang. It is fantastic. Yeah. Actually, yeah. that one, the hot sauce I brought over, um, like that little jar where he took a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that had sweet potato in it. Nice. And, yeah. By the way, uh, Eric and Nate make a delicious hot sauce. Thanks, I man. Did I? I forgot my bottle, right? Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's in my car, just sitting around somewhere. We'll let you try some more tonight. I made a, a homemade lasagna last night, and we are we haven't even mentioned our sauce. We I, I think we mentioned last season that we were we bottled one, but thank you for bringing that up, Alex, yeah. because we did finally. Um, or excuse me, we'd, we'd fermented one, or started fermenting one at the point when we left off last season, but now we've actually bottled one, yep, one of our of sauces, three. one of our three sauces. And uh, yeah, we did a four-week ferment on a nice medley of peppers mm. and uh, filled some little uh, five-ounce woozy bottles and uh, yeah, just, you know, didn't do a lot of them but had some for ourselves and, and friends to enjoy, but it was definitely a success. Oh, yeah, it turned out surprisingly well. Um, also, yeah, you can't find it anywhere, and you can't buy it. You can't have it. <laughs> but, you know, maybe we should throw it out here that uh, this winter's going to be a long one for all of us, and Nate and I have some plans for some more hot sauces down the, down the road, so we want to definitely take on the farmer's market scene next summer but uh if anyone listening is interested in the hot sauce hit the gmail we'll uh, get you on the list for the next batch heck yeah got a big one coming up yeah absolutely i think that's probably going to be ready to uh the 18th i think is when we're going to be looking at i didn't i didn't write down the date and i was just hoping that you were <laughs> to be honest i've still got the I label keep, i just keep checking the bottle making sure everything's going so i've got the big one here the 128 ounce that's still fermenting and i think that one we started on 918 okay so i think we're about you know we're getting to like one week and a half away territory basically for oh are we oh yeah yeah, yeah that's right i think we wanted to do that. a four week ferment an eight week ferment and then like a 12 
Was it twelve or a sixteen? Twelve or a sixteen. I think the one that I got here is I think it can it's pretty ready. Yeah, I was gonna yours looks real broke down. Yeah. It's interesting. It's it's a fun learning process. Like like anything. I mean it's just, you know, you do it a few times and then it gets better and you get that satisfaction and you give it to other people and they really like it and it's uh yeah. This one I think we we got it dialed in. The the last one we made was was Garfield's Inferno, <laughs> was a garlic hot sauce, and uh, I made some lasagna last night. So very fitting. We're gonna put some of Garfield's hot sauce on the, some vegetarian lasagna when we nice. wrap this up tonight. I do hate Mondays, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get there, we have a few more beers to drink. Heck yeah! Make it sound uh, make life sound so hard. <laughs> Indeed, Mexican honey is what we got right now. Um, also, another like crystal clear beer. I know. Mm-hmm. And when I was pouring, I was like, "Oh shit, that looks surprisingly like black." <laughs> that, like, that's honestly, yeah. I, Mexican honey for sure got more of a golden color, a little yes. less clear. But mm-hmm. black label was more like um, just like a, a slightly yellowed clear, you know. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this, like you said, it's definitely got that, that nice gold. I have honestly never even noticed that before, though. I mean, I probably, when I'm buying Mexican honey, I don't usually have black label around, so I've never, like, poured them into the same glass next to each other. Not, but doing, they, not doing side-by-sides with those no, 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 They do look uh, somewhat similar, though. They, you know, you could mistake them. So, I'm curious, Alex, being someone that uh, came from a small town myself and now lives in the metro, um... Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself still having um, a lot of small town or like uh, country um, hobbies and things of that nature? Or are you more acclimated to the city life and are more your hobbies kind of uh, urban hobbies? Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I never, when I was living in a small town, I mean, I would, like, ride dirt bikes and stuff, mm-hmm. and I would skateboard. That's one of my biggest hobbies. Not, um, like, a big hunter or anything like that, though. No, never. I mean, I went hunting a couple times. Honestly, it was really boring to me, mm-hmm. uh, just because you're sitting in a field for hours until, <laughs> and then I'm not the greatest shot either, so just to, like, sit there for hours and then have something fly in the air and you completely miss it, it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of embarrassing at that point, so... Yeah, I never really got into hunting. Um, I mean, I like to, like, throw axes and stuff like that. But cool. That's become, like, a huge thing in c- cities now. Like yeah. Like, axe throwing, so. When uh, I saw that our brewery started an axe throwing league, I was kind of tempted to join, but with the oh, times yeah. and everything, it's just, like, I have to take off work, and then, you know, I'm I'm risking it, just, you know, put myself in contact with a lot of mm-hmm. people that I, you know, don't need to be. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Kind of formed your bubble already. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to go out though, like with you guys. Sometimes just like a small social outing. I know there's a place pretty close to here, like uh, right over by Blackstack. Isn't there an axe throwing place? Probably. I don't know. They've been uh, popping probably. up like the, <laughs> yeah. pretty the positive. One, the one we're doing it in is it's in a movie it, theater. Yeah, it's in the movie theater. Imagine oh, movie theater, Christ. Egan. Yeah. And like I read that, I was like, wait, what? But it sounds badass. Like I've yeah. done it before, but only at like uh, uh, Renfest, I think. Yeah. They used to have that. That would be, uh, if it's in a movie theater, that would be sick if they let you, like, stand on the top, like, way at the back of the movie theater, and then, like, the targets are all the way down by the screen. Lobbing axes <laughs> across the whole theater. They have a separate screen they drop just for axe throwing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a separate 
sanctioned off place, but that would be cool. I like the thing. <laughs> I just imagine like Revenant or something playing in the background, or some some dude trapped in the woods. Oh, yeah. Really, you quick. get a movie while you throw while axes. You throw axes. What I'm saying that would be sick. I like that. We might just to... revolutionize. Is it still have... dark? Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No light. <laughs> Am I gonna watch a movie in 100 percent light? Jesus, you expect me to throw axes in the broad daylight? <laughs> That was a jarringly good, good <laughs> performance there. I don't, I don't know of what, but crazy old man that it likes to throw like axes in the dark. Person on here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, it, it's been a good time tonight. It feels like, uh, feels like I'm at home here. Every time I, I record Suds, but it really yeah, makes me feel like I'm just, you know, in my own element, like in my own place, little, little warm, fuzzy spot. Uh, yeah, so so thank you guys. It's, it's my thank little. You, uh, I feel like I'm at home. Oh man, I might go this sleep in your not, bed tonight. This, this, I feel this is not your home. <laughs> this is not my home, but this is also <laughs> Sudsbud Slumber Party. Yeah. We can sleep out in the What's, dojo. Uh, oh what is yeah, it? a Sudsbud's lock-in where we just do it all night podcast oh, all God. night. Dustin's not here, so I guess you guys are doing jujitsu with me tonight. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> ask: is that part of the is that part of the plan? Like, I that's part of the deal of coming on the podcast. Well, I, no, you yeah. have to. You just get to sit there. I have to roll with Eric. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> perfect. Rules. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> but, o- just... Only if you shout like insults, but in like the voice of Mick from Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> just kill him! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no no (laughs) i think that would be fun i think so too dustin's not here man yeah nate you come on i'd love to like we finish this up and dustin's just waiting out in the dojo (laughs) just taping his fingers you know getting ready (laughs) sitting legs crossed just already stretched out he's got some very calming music on in the background (laughs) Some like jazz flute. <laughs> Man, there's one thing I love is some jazz flute. Have you ever heard jazz flute? Yeah, I deep cut this. I don't know if anyone's heard this, but I, big Tim Weisberg guy. Um, Herbie Mann. Herbie Mann, that's probably a little more accessible, but also okay. very cool. But yeah, if you're listening to this, cue up uh, Tim Weisberg's uh, take on white satin shit. Tim Weisberg's white satin might even be the original version, but it's it's pretty cool. It's maybe we'll remind me. We'll throw out some jazz flute once we get done. <laughs> uh, speaking of jazz flute, so <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Like this where... is man, we picked a great guest. That segue is unexpected. Go on, please. So. so uh, uh, I used to work at Acadia uh, for about three, four years. I can't remember. Yeah. But one of my managers that I worked with there, um, his name's Al. And uh, a lot of people in the beer scene probably know him. He's writes a blog and goes to all the breweries. Um, he And he loves jazz. Loves jazz. Absolutely loves it. And like improvised jazz. So just like crazy oh, wow. yeah. all stuff. Yeah. But um, working for like 10 hour days where it's constant improvised jazz going like blasting <laughs> into your ears, it can make you go a little crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, there would be times where I'd like beg him like midway through the shift to be like, can we just please 
put something else on. <laughs> and he's got to have his jazz. That's how that man works. It's a fix. <laughs> it, it is for him. Dude, I, I, went to, I went to college for jazz performance. And, like, one of our professors, he was my uh, drumming professor. Mm-hmm. He would... Well, I mean, they all would, but if we showed up at a jazz club, like at the jazz club they were playing, mm-hmm. they'd have like their TA there taking attendance at the door, and you'd get extra credit for showing up to their jazz club. Okay. And like, I mean, I do like jazz. I, I really do. But mm-hmm. man, you're sitting there for like 45 minutes. I'm like... Okay, guys, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You're all good at what you do, but this is becoming a lot. It's like one of those things, like okay, like your song ends and you're like, okay, that was cool. Um, I would never listen to that again. <laughs> yeah, but like I enjoyed it. Yeah, but like a one-off, like yeah, okay. It's and yeah, like I have nothing against jazz, but um, just just listening to that for 10 hours and it, just the improvised stuff too where like it'll be like a bass and a drum like boom, 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 boom. all of a sudden a random instrument just, <laughs> like, get real aggressive yeah, yeah. Uh, no i um actually for one of our things um we had steve smith in uh he's the drummer for journey oh nice um it was really cool to meet him mm-hmm. and so he like got to hang out with him for a little bit he did some really cool stuff um, and then there was this um, clinic that he put on, basically. And there's a pamphlet to go along with the clinic. And I was reading through the pamphlet, and not once in there does he mention Journey. <laughs> like, not one time. And hey. I was like, and he's like, and I talked to him about it a little bit. He's like, well, like, I, he, you know, he makes good money doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's um, kind of how he funds everything. But he's, I mean, basically just straight up said, like, it's just kind of boring. Like, I, I, I want to be known as a drummer, you know, not necessarily the drummer for Journey. Sure. Like, he's got nothing against the music they do. Like, he loves it, but it's like, yeah, it, it was weird. It was a weird time. Yeah. Wow. That's yep. that's kind of crazy. You're the drummer for Journey, but you're like, yeah, that's yeah. like. No, he's playing like a like a high school auditorium for like like 100 people doing like jazz clinics that's crazy. that's kind of badass though that is yeah. oh i respect that for sure yeah it was, it was you know he also i watched him do a 10 minute solo on a hi-hat that's awesome um, the, the solo is a written solo it's called mr hi-hat nice. um look it up and then i don't know probably stop listening to it after five <laughs> minutes it's cooler when you see it in person of course but when you're just listening to it it's not that cool see i <clears throat> I've got a weird relationship with jazz music because I'm not a musician. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's – somehow I forgot about that because I remember you telling me that you went to school for jazz performance. But that, like – I feel like that makes the, the, the intro of today's show even <laughs> more off the wall to me and, and more fitting, oh, too. That's but, why I thought you guys did it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a little thing. But, uh, um, uh, oh, yeah, my, my I guess my relationship with jazz music is I feel like, like a – a jazz song can kind of help you find, especially if it's improvisational, can help you kind of find your mood in that moment, you know, for whatever that means. Like, sometimes it'll be like, it'll just be, like you said, you're just on the clock and it's like, just sounds like almost nails on a chalkboard. Like, you got some loud horn blare in your ears and it's like, man, I need <laughs> I need to lighten up right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But the thing I love about it is um, it helped, it, 
it's a great um, music choice when I want to pass time. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like if I'm working out or doing jujitsu or driving, like I like that because it's like if you're listening to like punk rock, it's like, oh, it's a, you know, every song is going to be a minute and a half, two minutes. If you're listening to hip hop, three minutes. If you're listening to radio rock, four minutes. Like it's, there's a predictability in that. But you'll throw on like just some random jazz record or like a station or just improv jazz playlist and it's like you got 15 minute songs you got four minute songs and it's just like this crazy wave where it's um i don't know if i'm if i'm going in knowing i'm going to be working out for an hour and a half i don't want to constantly have that time ticking in my mind Uh, that like back of your head like oh yeah okay it's probably been three minutes yeah i got you and i think i found like an appreciation for like jazz music and and podcasts um especially with driving because it just like it helps really kind of numb that 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 sensation of wanting to get to somewhere like knowing that there's there's an hour between you and a destination and you just want to be at that destination mm-hmm. jazz music is a great thing I, th- I feel like to throw on oh yeah i mean i know i totally uh when i do long drives i usually just listen to podcasts because i mean i'll like start off with some music or something but yeah it's kind of the thing of I don't know if you're listening to like two minute long songs and it's just changing every two minutes, you know, and you just don't it. I don't know. It just doesn't work out well for me. I need something that's like constant, like a good like two, three hour long podcast to like really get wrapped up into as opposed to, you know, just listening to song after song after song or something that's more, you know, soothing. Like, yeah, like jazz music where it's like a 15 minute song. It just, it works out a lot better, you know? So you're saying we should go back to jazz voices you on this podcast. Definitely go back to. <laughs> well, back to what we're drinking right now. We've got uh, Indeed's Mexican Honey Lager. It's a very sweet, but also subtly boozy lager. What do um, jazz musicians drink, Nate? <laughs> Gin pretension and they smoke cools <laughs> that's actually probably the perfect answer right there. Pack, <laughs> pack of cools pack gin. of cools and just gin on the rock okay. yeah that's like gin. the the i'm gonna be here for a while and it's been a rough day order <laughs> yeah i ooh, ooh, ja, what do jazz musicians drink yeah I mean, the professional ones wouldn't drink with us. Because um, uh, you, of course, were lower. Than, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking more of probably an era than a profession. Like, if I had to really think about the people that I know, and it's a very small sample size of the people I know in my life that have gone to school for for, for uh, jazz performance. I'm thinking of like <laughs> three. Three? Wow. Four, maybe. <laughs> Woo! Or have played in jazz, like in high school. That's top 25%, y'all. I played in jazz in high school. You know, not not the type that I'm picturing to drink cold gin on the rocks. No. You know. Not gin. Eh, More know. the type that have, like, a RuneScape character. That's the perfect. And I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, like, it's not a diss. It's just, like, uh, a, it's not the 50s anymore, you know? <laughs> RuneScape is alive and well. <laughs> it's... And it's so is jazz. <laughs> <laughs> jazz the soundtrack to RuneScape. This has been an interesting show so far. I've yeah. We've covered a lot of stuff. Maybe maybe bringing things back just to you, Alex, and mm-hmm. to to kind of get to know you a little more. So, 
You've had a... Oh, uh, 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 you know what? We're going to take a, a little quick break here, real quick. And uh, we'll actually be right back with uh, some real real hot questions for Alex. I just wanted to put you on hold here. Uh, got some business to take care of, but uh, we'll be back. We are back. You are listening to S-U-D-Z-B-U-D-Z Radio. Uh, yeah, as always, we are here with our very cool guest, Mr. Alex Drenko, and co-host of the show, band leader, Sultan of Sticks and Skins, Mr. Nate Utpadel. How are we doing on? tonight, folks? Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Sunglasses are on, we're grooving. It's, uh, it's real chill out here, a little, little chilly. Alex, if you wouldn't mind hitting that heater as a matter of fact i believe that's still on we got very it. very very cool oh, we got the heater stuff. off it is all good it's uh yeah we're drinking indeed's mexican honey nate now knows that uh if he needs to take a restroom break and he <laughs> needs to use the little gentleman's room that he can just call it out vocally instead of like a quarterback with weird hand signs. <laughs> Waving his arms around. Because I thought he was telling me to to run. But really, he was telling me to sit still. We're going to take a little break. <laughs> but we're done with our break, and we are back. Got a real barn burner of an episode for you here. Uh, we're going to burn all the barns down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. No, we're, we're out not. of character Sorry. here. Sorry. Well, Alex, I'm, I'm curious, man. When we're finishing up our last few swigs of this beer, mm-hmm. you've had some crazy jobs or just an interesting variety of jobs yeah. uh, since you've been in the cities. Um, yeah. I mean, you've you've worked at Acadia. Mm-hmm. You told us a little bit about that. You worked uh, at Urban Growler, another service industry gig, women's yeah. own brewery. Shout out to Urban Growler in St. Paul. Shout out. And uh, you also did some in-house editing for Target. Yeah, I did. I did. A lot um, of commercials. That's awesome, man. Like that to me was interesting to me because I've like I've done some video work in a, a different realm, never editing mm-hmm. in that space. But uh, what kind of brought you back to the service industry? Like what? Uh, um, how how did you get to where you are today? I guess. Oh yeah. So do you want me to go over the full view of like my job history, or do you want me to just hit target and why? Maybe just a few snippets, memorable okay, moments yeah, yeah, yeah. from each one, kind of things that shaped you. So I haven't told you guys about this, but um, the f- actual first, very first job I had here, I was a valet in Minneapolis, and uh. That uh, that was fun until one of my owners ended up punching a customer in the face, Jeez. and then um, so I left that job after that, sure. <laughs> um, sure. and then uh, yeah, went into bartending at Acadia. That probably one of the best jobs I've ever had up until this point in my life. It was it was amazing, uh, just a lot of experience learned, uh, just learning how to deal with different people, all that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, then again, had some crazy stuff happen there. Saw a man run completely nude down the street in Cedar Riverside. That was interesting. Um, had a couple people threaten to stab me, you know, all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, overall, that, that, that was a nice job. I liked it. 26 taps. <laughs> Unfortunately, Acadia's closed down now, but Ooh, hopefully oh, they, they'll get back on their feet. 
And then, yeah, after that, uh, Urban Growler, pretty standard brewery job. Um, great, you know, great cream ale. I like their cream Ooh, ale a lot. Their cream ale, yep. Delicious, yep, yep. Um, basically, uh, also helped me to get into Bald Man a little bit because I, Natalie used to work at Urban Growler, I'm pretty sure. Or she, Absolutely, yeah. yeah Shout yeah, out to yeah. Nat. Uh, friend of the show listener of the show and mm-hmm. employer of myself and all three of us so. great yes we love you natalie <laughs> big shout you. out um no it was it's interesting though because like i technically met her i didn't really meet her but like she would come into urban growler and drink occasionally and i remember her being in there one night and talking about how her dad was like opening a brewery and that's right so yeah before like like when bald man was just starting i you know i'd already heard about it but um and remind me the the owners of urban growler i feel like i met deb maybe jill and deb yeah. jill and deb I, mm-hmm. I met one of them at a beer dabbler one time mm-hmm. i don't remember which one but yeah um super sweet um mm-hmm. yeah not far away from where i live at all where we're recording but uh yeah, good people pumping out some good beers, yeah. and uh, we're happy to have you where you're at now, man. Yeah, fun I, person to work with. I'm ha- Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm happy to be at Bald Man. I love working there. It's a great time. Um, unless Nate's... No, I'm just kidding. Nate. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys got some, some golden tea beef we, for the people listening. I feel like we, need, we do need to bring some people up to speed on that. On here. the golden Please tea. Please do it. On the yeah, golden tea. Yeah. Um, so one of our, one of our higher ups, uh, they brought in an old golden T 98 machine. Um, so naturally, you know, we're, we're figuring out how to play that. And there's a little, you know, I, I don't want to say bad blood, but for sure, bad blood. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, Nate is a little jealous that, uh, I beat him almost every time I play. Uh, i have pro strats which he just doesn't have (laughs) that i use you know um it's just you know i he did beat me last time we played once he got a little lucky i mean honestly i kind of felt a little bad for him (laughs) so i was kind of taking a back seat on that round but i've um, just been i've been watching you play you know i i learned the pro strat yeah, yeah, and that's basically how Nate learned how to play golf was just by watching <laughs> me the whole time. So you're my hero, my inspiration. I I agree. Not to flex flex on anyone, but this is like a, a VIP section of Bald Man. This uh this golden tea's in it's a employees only section. Uh, <laughs> got it from an investor. They donated it. Super sweet investor that we all know and love. And. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I've only had the pleasure of losing to both of you, I think, once each now on that machine. But, uh, man, I got to say, like, you guys both have totally different ways of smack talking. (laughs) And I appreciate both of them. But, Nate, it's, like, boisterous and, like, not even boisterous, but just, like, this, like, machismo, just, like, cocky and just, like, I know I'm better than you. I'm going to be, like, you know, I'm going to psych you out through my words and being loud and, and just being... You know, talking like a game show host, like you do. <laughs> and uh, welcome to Suds Buzz Podcast. <laughs> Let's make a deal. Popcorn <laughs> here. Which box do you want? To? And for Alex, like it's just like I would miss a putt, and you'd be like, "Wow, dude, you fucking suck." <laughs> You're just like, I just botch a drive, bounce off a rock, water hazard, like couple stroke penalty, and you just be like, 
guess someone doesn't know the pro strats. And you're just like, fuck. See, I think that's a little more effective of getting in the mind, you know? Because, you know, it's after you mess up and then you really dig it deep. You kind of turn the dagger. That's a smart move. Where Nate, he doesn't have his, you know... His bearing's quite I, as down <laughs> as I do, so he'll he'll just talk shit the whole time. I like to roll in confident. Um, yeah, you know, it doesn't really work out that often. But hey, it, it's a consistency thing for me. Eventually, I will win, and as long <laughs> okay. as I was confident the whole time, it's fine. So the amount of losses don't matter to you. Then. <laughs> just there's no way to know for sure that I've lost the game. <laughs> Okay. Nate, Nate likes doing the things. I mean, we played a little bit of golf before we recorded tonight. Not real golf, not golden tee golf, but some some Xbox golf. And uh, you know, you're a big fan of doing the thing where you're losing by like six strokes in the last hole. You're like, well, whoever wins this hole wins the game. I'm like, all right, it's, oh, it's that tight. It's, it's my patented all the marbles. <laughs> all the marbles on all this last marbles. hole. Yeah. You know, uh, you lure them into confidence, and then eventually. You'll break them. That's, so you break them a that's bit. Nate's only pro strat. It is a pro strat. It's like <laughs> it is a pro strat. I've already lost, but I'm going to give yeah. myself one shot to win. Exactly. exactly. And you're thinking, you know, as as a person that's up, you're like, oh, I've got, I got all the chance in the world. I'm doing fine. I got this. I get a free shot, and you potentially lose. Yeah. Uh, we were actually, Nate and I were actually talking about yesterday, like, so they have, like, professional uh, golden tee tournaments, you know. Like, have you... We should make a team, you guys. We, we should. We should start, theoretically, if we just do a bunch of training on golden tee 98, we'll be better at golden tee 2021, because <laughs> 20... we'll be like... <laughs> We'll, we'll be like it'll be like some rocky montage of us just in the back of bald man like twelve thirty at night just just spinning orbs on golden tea just you know training to beat the russians yeah oh yeah that's the goal that's the goal <laughs> that's the dream right there that's that's why you get into the industry like uh, first golden tea then the moon no but we were we were saying um you know, basically to get to that point of being a professional golden tee player, you either have to have enough money to buy a machine, which no offense, I honestly, you know, I don't think that too many people have a gold machine, golden tee machine, or you have to be that guy who goes to a bar every night and Bald. play the same machine, which I kind of want to be that guy. Let's, let's, <laughs> I feel like in times of COVID, we can't be those guys. So, oh, we can't. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm not sorry. I'm Nat, not Dan, Tristan, if you're listening, if you want to sponsor a professional Golden Tea team, uh, all you need to yes. do is get me, Nate, and Alex a Golden Tea cabinet. Get and, some uh, jerseys. Yeah, we'll yeah. get some jerseys. We'll we'll be decked out bald man head to toe. Like, I'm thinking a bald man Fila collaboration, like tracksuit, <laughs> some high top pumps. Like, yeah. If I, I, I would like a fingerless glove. Bald man yeah, fingerless gloves with patches on them. Yep. yep. Bald man beanies. Yep. Yep. It'll be a thing. Hell yeah. Uh, love that game. I do. <laughs> I'd also like to formally issue a challenge to the Brewers. I feel like we're ready. I would as well. As as our as our our front of house staff, I think I Bring think we're ready. It. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it. It's like pink, like racing for pink slips, fast and furious. We just like put our positions on the line. Like if you guys lose, you have to become beer tenders. And if we win, we have to somehow become brewers. 
You know, it's how a lose lose <laughs> decline in beer quality. Oh man, I, I like what I do. I like what I do, and yeah. I respect what they do. So maybe oh, we should yeah. put that on the line. Yeah, maybe we keep the shit talking on our side of the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Wait, are you saying we should get a golden tea machine behind the bar? I <laughs> requested that. I already requested it. Oh. Dude, we got a couple dollies. I feel like Nate. Next time we open on like a Saturday or a Sunday. Let's find a way to put that that golden team machine in the VIP room bar. <laughs> Hell yes! Hell yes! Lock the whole place up. It's just our area. Yep. I'm gonna be getting eagles. Like, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll put like some some fake grass on the gr- on the floor too. Ooh, a little like, turf. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Can leave your like. Uh, your golf shoes. I, I'm expecting walk-in. that everybody buys a pair of golf yes, shoes. Yes, of course. You yeah. Have to. And then you switch into your golf shoes when you walk in. The oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You got to, yeah. if you're going to stand on the turf. Of yeah. Of course. You can't yeah. be bringing your dirty It's just ass disrespect shoes. if you don't. <laughs> if you don't respect the game, what's the point of playing? Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I think we got a review to do. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, how, what's the order? What's uh... Let's feed it to Nate this time. Yeah, since yeah. you gave us a, a sketchy review on your last yeah, one with your high well, fours. Yeah. A little redemption. Yeah. Still, still going for birdie here, you know. Um, indeed, Mexican honey. I mean, this has been one of my like favorite beers ever since I like first wanted to get into the industry. Um, I don't know, there's something about it where it's light, still high ABV, packed with a ton of flavor, but you can definitely crush it. Uh, I go four and a half on this one. Nice, very strong. Nice. Um, sending it this way. I'm going to put it at four, an even four. For me, this was, I know I mentioned it a million times on the show, but it was the Summer of Loggers. And this first season, the inaugural season of Suds Buds, we reviewed a ton of loggers, a ton of pilsners, a ton of crispy boys. And... This is definitely like a cold season lager. I, I've said it before too. I've become more of a seasonal drinker. And like, you know, a couple of these on a hot summer beach day, like it's going to hit you. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, been there. Something like right now where I'm, I'm, you know, feeling well fed and I'm sitting on a cold porch. Like it's, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sitting in the wonderful Suds Bud studio. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's hitting, hitting real nice. So yeah, solid 4-0. On the uh, the Mexican honey, big fan. Yeah, um, no, I, I think one of the things that enticed me about this beer when I first bought it, well, the flavor, of course, is just amazing. It's a, it's a delicious beer. Um, but yeah, honestly, if you really just kind of like want to pound pound it, you can. <laughs> you you can and you can do that. That's a terrifying thought when you're it looking is. at that eight per, eight percent beer. You're like. Ooh, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> right. But, like, I could. Yeah, could. exactly. I, I don't think I even looked at the alcohol percentage when I first bought these. and <laughs> just kind of assumed. And uh, I drank the whole four-pack in one night. And, yeah, by the end of that night, I was uh, pretty toasty. I, sure. I believe that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, so I'm going to give it I'm gonna give it a 4.6. Okay. Just one above Nate's because... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's it's a delicious beer. Uh, I love drinking this beer. If I'm ever gonna, if I ever have a night where, you know, I know I'm just probably gonna sit back and watch some TV, but I kind of want to get a little buzzed. Probably gonna go buy a pack of this. So. 
It's a solid one. Excellent choice. Appreciate you blessing us with this uh, crispy bever- beverage. Welcome. You're welcome. Actually, also, they have a very cool story about the creation of this beer on their website. Okay. Yeah, if, shoot. If you want to hear. If you want to look through it, it's, it's a very cool time. Okay, okay cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, actually, I think they did a little video of it, too, uh, a couple of years ago. Um, they actually went to the farm, like the bee farm in Mexico, that produces the honey that they use that is awesome That's yeah it's awesome. um yeah it, it was a really cool time beautifully shot uh definitely worth watching nice it's awesome man well yeah solid reviews on that one too um what do you say we uh crack open the conversation for this next Ooh. beverage Ooh. Yeah, yeah. so uh this next one it's our third and final beer tonight um another one that alex selected for us um Alex, what are we drinking? We are drinking Toppling Goliath Pseudo Suit. Out of Decorah, Iowa. And I believe this is a... Is it a pale ale? Uh, Hazy pale ale? This is... Yeah, it's a pale ale. Mm -hmm. Uh, Single hop pale ale showcased the citra hop for well-balanced beer. That is delicate in body with a mild bitterness in the finish. Ferocious hop aromas of citrus and mango give a refreshing taste that is bright with just enough bite. So let's that, crack open that conversation. Let's do it. This is a very popular beer, by the way. Just have to state that. Very popular <laughs> beer. According to Nate. Okay. I, uh... okay. <laughs> I remember getting a bunch of calls about this beer back uh I was working at a liquor store. 2015 and um when toppling goliath started distributing their stuff north mm-hmm. or at least into minnesota um you know when they announced that i was getting calls like all the time do you guys have pseudo suit you have pseudo suit and like we were getting it and it was selling out right away and man it was it was crazy just seeing the demand for that beer um and it's weird like certain beers like that where it's like when they were hard to get like i remember when i've talked about it on here before too but like people dipping out of work early and standing in line to get like bell's hop slam yeah and uh <laughs> it's just like now these beers we just kind of you know take for granted because they're readily available but it's uh it's not even that i mean i don't want to discount this beer because it's fantastic but uh it is crazy how things become readily available and they lose their their hype Oh, yeah. I mean, the good example of that is darkness. Um, when I was working at Acadia, we they had darkness days. That was a huge thing. It's oh, a perfect example. Yep. Line up, you know, hours and hours before they released it. And, um, yeah, we actually got a um, – so they have darkness, and then they have Damien, which is the son of darkness, which I forget actually what type of beer that is. It's – it's made from darkness, though, so it's just kind of a darkness. Um, like a variant? Yeah, a variant of darkness. But we got a cask of that because we had a cask bar at Acadia. And um, it we had a line out the door, like, all night for that oh, thing. Those, and, those Darkness Day festivals, they were absolutely wild. Yes. Oh, crazy. And, well, and then, yeah, nowadays, I, I just, the liquor store I bought um, Black Label from, they had multiple bottles of darkness just sitting there, and, you know, it's, people still go crazy for it, but it's not as, as crazy as they used to. 
Yeah, well, I think it was one of those things where they were kind of trying to hone in the market. How much could they sell? Because, like, I mean, they make a lot of it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, they host a whole festival over it. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious, Alex, before we get into our flagship questions, I got a few just, like, random questions. And the first and foremost one is... Uh, you're sporting some some pretty cool tattoos on the forearms, and uh, a couple of them are pretty fresh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you've got uh, the first one I saw was your your Clockwork Orange tattoo. Oh yes. Um, yeah, I got this. Ooh, that's peeling bad. Um, yeah, my first on my forearm, Clockwork Clockwork Orange. Excuse me. Just ba- the basic cover of it. Um, kind of the triangle with him popping out with a knife. Very um, classic. Yeah, yeah. Got it in Nebraska, actually, which is nice. interesting. Um, the person I got it from, uh, before we went in and he started doing my tattoo, we went up to his apartment because he had to grab his guns and ink and everything. And we walked up there, and his door was completely broken, had just been kicked in by, like, a SWAT team or something. I don't know. So, um that was a great start to that day of being like, I'm getting a tattoo. Oh, this is the guy who's giving it to me. Okay. And yeah. And honestly, like halfway through this tattoo, it, it, it looked like complete trash. It looked awful. And I was freaking out because I'm like, it's on my forearm. So I'm basically just gonna have to wear long sleeves for the rest of my life. It doesn't turn out well, but he, he turned it around. He did a great job. Um, respect to that. I forget what his name was, but he's he's a great artist, um, regardless of what's going on in his life, I guess. He does a good job. No, it looks pretty clean, man. Hopefully yeah. too, not too many more raids by SWAT teams. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody goes through maybe that that's phase, just though. Maybe that's just the lifestyle. You know? maybe <laughs> well, on your Way other... more hardcore than I ever thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, on your other arm, more recently, you got uh, Jack from The Shining, another iconic Kubrick film. Yes, uh, Jack Nicholson uh, poking his head through the door, doing the creepy smile from The Shining. Um, I got it at Black Label, or <laughs> Black <laughs> Label Tattoo. Wow, this Black Label's getting into my brain, that's what's happening. <laughs> I feel um, that. <laughs> a black Coffin Tattoo in um, St. Paul, it's right off a of university uh, by the Jimmy Johns there. And, um, uh, the artist's name is Garrett. Um, he's an amazing artist, specializes in black and gray tattoos. And that's basically what I'm filling my arms up with. So, uh, yeah, only took, um, three hours. Only took three hours that to whole, do it. Yeah. I mean, okay. I, that's a big ass tattoo for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it is. It's, it's very, I honestly, I thought it was going to take at least like four to six, but he, popped it out in three turned out well and yeah he did a great job shout out to garrett well yeah. i'm curious it's it's pretty obvious that you're a, a big stanley kubrick guy mm-hmm. if you had to list your mount rushmore of stanley kubrick films four can stay the rest gotta go what are your four, four favorites stay oh, no man. particular order but just what are your favorite most influential oh, okay. for i mean the shining of course is going to be on there dr strange love is going to be on there um eyes wide shut i love that movie it's a great one and then um man it gets hard getting down to the last one i would probably say clockwork just because yeah i i do love um a space odyssey but i think those four really 
you know, kind of caught my attention. It's a solid list. Yeah. Might be my exact same list. Maybe substitute Clockwork Orange with Full Metal Jacket, but That's a hard one, I yeah. mean, your list is still pretty, pretty on point. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Full Met- Full Metal's really good. It's uh, the only. I mean, I guess I wouldn't say an issue with it is just why it's not in the top four is because after like they go through training and stuff, dude. It. <laughs> I feel like that was one of the first conversations we yeah, like we, we had like and I I know it's not like uh not to discredit you at all but I mean like I I've had that same conversation with so many people where it's like right it's so good until they leave boot camp and then mm-hmm. it's just like I don't want to say it becomes just another Vietnam movie but it's just uh man that that first half is just so heavy or that first third yeah. even is just like wow like to take all that in and then to kind of go or, you know, it's not bad, but. And now you're going to war. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Man, sorry. Geeking out about old movies, but uh, that's part of this, you know, it's more yeah, about yeah. just beer love. It's a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of music, a little bit of whatever, whatever's on the old brain. Oh, These yeah. Cool cats in our corner of the world. Cool bring it back, Nate. Nate's I'm not the, bringing it back there. I, he's I'm putting not, the sunglasses on. Are you talking about the cats, the movie? Oh, <laughs> Let's not. Big old oof. <laughs> but I tell you what, we should do. I think we should hit uh, Mr. Dranko with the classic three flagship questions, and then maybe get a review on pseudo Sue. Let's do it. Nate, you want me to start things off? Why don't you start it off here? All right. So. We like to ask our guests if they have a first or favorite beer memory. Oh, yeah, this is kind of funny. Um, so when I first turned 21, um, I honestly didn't drink that much beer. Like, in high school or anything, like, you know, I didn't do anything illegal. No, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't drink that you much lived beer. lived in Iowa. I, Living in Iowa guy. is yeah. illegal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Damn. Um, but no, I didn't drink that much beer and like, I just didn't really enjoy it. Honestly. I, I don't think my taste buds have, had really like gotten used to it enough yet. Sure. And, uh, my roommate at the time, she drank a lot. And so like, I would basically just be sitting there and she would be drinking nonstop and you know, she could handle it. She's, she's, uh, she knows how to handle her liquor, but, uh, she had the great idea of when I turned 21 to go to Acadia actually where her brother worked, which is part of the reason why I got that job. And he, uh, loves like fancy, like high point beers, like fancy stuff, you know? And so when we went there, I had no idea what I was looking at the menu. I'm like, I have no idea what any (laughs) of this is. Like I don't drink beer. I, I don't know what's going on. And, um, so I was like, hey, would you recommend, you know, like, what do you like? What do you want to drink? Just give me one of those. And he's like, oh, yeah, I got a good one for you. And it was a scotch-infused ale, like a scotch-infused brown ale that was like 9 10% or something. And Into so, it. Yeah. And <laughs> so being someone who, like, really hadn't drank at that point, and honestly, like, I would drink, like, lagers and stuff, but, like, IPAs, I just wasn't into that at that point. So uh, he gave me that, and I drank, I think, four of those. And um, 
I I ended up just <laughs> just um going out to my roommate's car and passing out in the in her back seat and uh, until she got done drinking and then she drove me home and everything was good but I just remember the last little sips of that beer tasted like I didn't even know what scotch tasted like at that point but over the years now I know and the last little sips of that beer just tasted like diluted scotch with beer and it yeah it it was rough but uh yeah that's honestly 20 21st birthday you know going going hard <laughs> hell yeah 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 par for the course I love it yep god that I, I like I'm trying to imagine like the like going for a scotch ale on your your 21st like everybody's buying you shots and then all of a sudden you're you're on a beer and they've got a brown scotch ale on like that sounds like my dream right now but at that time oh no oh yeah like nowadays i would crush those of yeah. course but back then i i had no you know implant from iowa no all i knew was bud light and <laughs> Bud yeah. Light and Slipknot, Black yeah, Label, Black Label, pretty much, yeah. Black label. And uh, yeah, it, but then after that, like a couple months, or not a, even a couple months, like a month after that, that's when I started to apply for the job there, and I was like, okay, I actually need to know what <laughs> what is going on. So like, he kind of gave me a crash course on beers, and I like went out and drank a bunch of stuff. But yeah, hell yeah, man, yeah. It's a heck of an origin. It is a yeah, heck of an it's origin. Kind of like Batman. A little bit. No. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Nate, you want to hit him with that uh, that next flagship question? Next flagship. Hit me with it. I don't know if you're... Are you ready? Give me a second. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. He's ready now. <laughs> All right. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure beer. And I feel like we got to exclude Black Label from this. I really do. Agreed. Okay. Because, I mean, I, like I said, I'm a Black Label convert. I really am. Same. I like, if I'm looking, like if I was looking for like a hands quality drink, <laughs> Eric just snatching the Black Eric Label case here. Black clutching it. That's fine. It only costs what? Like... <laughs> What is it for? Yeah, like fourteen bucks for thirty. But you know where to find it. Maybe I'll just hit you up and be like, "Yo, Alex, can I got a black label anytime. plug." <laughs> yeah, I'll be your black label plug. Hell yeah, dude. Um, guilty pleasure beer. Oh man. Hmm. Oh man, that's that's kind of a hard question because I just like beer. Like I, I don't know. If just if like it makes beer, you feel any better, if you don't answer, we pencil your answer in as hams, just as for, hams, da- for as data, hams. for data purposes. Well, I mean, I feel like yeah, my guilty pleasure would be Black Label, but it can't be, and uh, probably oh, I know what it is. Okay, uh, it's the uh, Tall Budweisers, the re- like original okay. Budweisers, oh, okay. original. yeah. Like if, and that's not more of a guilty pleasure. It's more of like. If I can't find any, any, or if I like, I forget that liquor stores close on Sundays at six and I want to drink, then I go and buy a bunch of those. And that's basically, <laughs> that's I mean, a perfectly fine answer. Yeah. I've, I've had my fair share of full flavored Budweiser. Oh yeah. Full, I've heard uh, him referred to as yeah. diesels. 
or, or yep. Bud Heavies, Bud Heavies or Diesels. I love yeah. Bud Heavy. But yeah, yeah, Bud Heavies, yeah. Hell yeah, man. I, I, I appreciate that answer. Well, I guess, honestly, I, I guess my biggest guilty pleasure, it's not really a beer, though, is is Fireball. Oh, that's... <sighs> That I don't appreciate. Yeah, I knew it would strike some, you know. I mean, not not disappointed in you, just like, I can't, I can't, fireball's a rough one. I don't know what it is, I just end up buying a bottle and, Fun fact about Fireball, um, that is, it's the same company that makes McGillicuddy, Dr. McGillicuddy. Mm. Oh, you were telling me about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is, so they made the cinnamon schnapps version. And that became very popular, and they kind of rebranded that. But that's why McGillicuddy's doesn't have a cinnamon schnapps version. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Remember, a lot of people, like my freshman year in college, it was like people were either big into Fireball or it was uh, Phillips Hot 100. Mm. Phil- yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, that makes me almost appreciate the Fireball lovers, because <laughs> Hot 100 is, that is... <laughs> There's no time and place for that. I honestly, if I've ever had Hot 100, I don't remember drinking it because that was to the point at that I point. Think that's that's what I'm saying, man. It's, it's a uh, great time you won't remember. Exactly. Everyone's like, it's alcohol? Yeah, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> if I see Hot 100 in your liquor cabinet, I know you're trouble. <laughs> you got to get out. Got to get out of that house. Let's be honest. No one who has Hot 100 has a liquor cabinet. No, <laughs> no, it's, like, it's sitting on the floor yeah. next to it, you know. Now Shoot, across the bow here. <laughs> oh, uh, well, actually, another I, another fun fact. Yeah. Uh, pseudo Sue, the beer we're drinking. Um, you know who Sue the T Rex is? No. So no. that was one of the most complete T Rex skeletons found in the Midwest. Damn. Um, yeah. From. I want to say Cheyenne Reservation. I okay. feel like that's where it's from. Um, yeah, but Sue the T-Rex, one of the most complete. There's actually a really cool Isn't documentary. Cheyenne in Wyoming? It's not Wyoming. Okay. But probably Cheyenne. Huh. Or Cheyenne Reservation. Interesting. Um, but yeah, one of the most complete T-Rex skeletons. It was late 60s, early 70s, if I remember right. And it's actually a really cool documentary about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just kind of like a. I'm sure that's what this is based off of, because Very I can't cool. think of what out. Why else they would a Midwest brewery would be like, pseudo Sue. Nate, are you dropping yeah. pro strats on us? <laughs> Nothing but pro strats yeah, from here. Nate, but everyone knows about that T Rex. Like everyone, <laughs> it's such a popular. <laughs> oh. and, like, Ooh. why would you even choose that T-Rex skeleton I'm, to bring up? I I'm getting get outstratted here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Nate <laughs> Nate thought that my pseudo-sue choice was a little too kind. I did for... not say that. <laughs> I said, oh, pseudo-sue, I know that one. I like that one. You, That's a pretty popular beer. You're a liar. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We got beef that. here that goes beyond <laughs> golden teeth. Got, got nothing against toppling <laughs> Goliath here. All right. Well, before we get to the review of the beer we're drinking, which I can tell we both, uh, or I shouldn't say both, there's three of us. We all three like it because I think we've all refilled now at this point. But, uh, Alex, when you're not working with beer, mm-hmm. what are you doing? <laughs> uh, right now, a lot of sitting at home with my new computer 
and just watching YouTube. Um, I don't know. No, I... Uh, I love skateboarding. I've been doing that for a long time. Unfortunately, when you get older and you don't take care of your body so much, you get hurt and it becomes a lot harder to do that. But um, yeah, skateboarding, um, playing video games, love video games. I like to make music, so that's always fun. Um, basically, and then just playing with the dogs I live with. For sure. I did that like all day today. It's great. That's awesome, man. Sure I've seen pictures of the dogs. Cute pups. Yeah, they're super cute. Yeah. The Great Dane and then what's the other one? Yeah, so Finley is the Great Dane and then the other one is Huckleberry and he is a mixture of like a bunch of dogs. So, But it's basically we've gotten it down to three of like Husky, St. Bernard, and Pitbull. So that's yeah, a big dog. Big dog, yeah. yeah I mean, he's... Strong dog. Yeah, he's he's like a... He's not super tall and big, but, like, he's a block. Like, he just... <laughs> and it's interesting because he's actually the father of Finley. So they mated him oh. with one of my roommate's friend's Great Danes. And uh, so then, of course, he got one of the puppies. And um, that's Finley. It's going to be interesting to see what uh, little Huckleberry's uh, temperament's like as an adult because you said uh, St. Bernard Husky? St. Bernard Husky and Pitbull. Yeah, because yeah, like Husky and Pitbull, you think, you know, real active dogs, but the, the, the Bernard's a little more a little more docile. Yeah, he kind of goes in between. Like, he'll chill uh, if he wants to chill, but uh, if he wants to, you know, run around and do that, he'll. he's really... He, he's a, a sweet dog. He's awesome, but he's really sassy, and that's the husky part. Wow. So, like, if you don't give him enough pets and, like, you start to walk away, he'll, like, throw his head back and be like, <laughs> ah, like, just complain and stuff. It's really funny. And Adorable. Finley kind of does that a little bit, too, which is cute. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I love it. I love I love people with pets. I love critters. I like oh, all man. cats and dogs and Oh well, Mike. <laughs> I go ba- I go back and forth on cats. I got nothing against yeah. cats, but I got. We're gonna take a little break, and I'm gonna talk to Nate about cats, and then uh, <laughs> we're gonna come back with our final beer review. We'll be right back on Suds Buds. Listening to the smooth sounds of Suds Buds on S U D Z B U D Z. I'm here with band leader, Sultan of Sticks and Skins, the co host of the show, Mr. Nate Up Padel. How we doing tonight? Cool cats. Doing great. Here with guest of the show, Mr. Alex Drenko. What are we Drenko-ing? Oh, what are we, Dranko-ing? It's kind of offensive. No. Uh, um, we're drinking uh, Pseudo-Sue. Pseudo-Sue. Yeah. It's hitting on all cylinders. This is real tasty. I Is is this a hazy? I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they say pale ale, but like it's a hazy pale ale for sure. Uh, unfiltered. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. You guys can fill time. I'm trying to read the can here. No, yeah. well, we actually actually you met him on um, or yesterday. Um, Alex, the other Alex, the other that used Alex, to work at yes. the brewery. Oh, Nutson showed up. Yeah, Nutson. How is <laughs> he? How old is he? Do you know? Uh, he's got to be like 23, 24. Okay, so maybe. I was about right. the first Alex. Then so. he he went to well, college I with guess, my girlfriend. Yeah. 
Did he really? Oh, yeah, that's right. They both went oh. to school in Decorah, Iowa. Sam, girlfriend of the show. Uh, yeah, Toplin Goliath, TG. Girlfriend uh, of the show, best friend to me. <laughs> yeah, well. Shout out to Sam. We'll have to have her on sometime. We can drink Toplin Goliath and Pulpit, and you guys can talk horses. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Into okay. it. Love you, Sam. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Alex stopped in. Yeah, he uh, uh, swung find... in a little bit, and that's the first time I've seen him um, yeah. since he left. He's in insurance now, which is, eh, okay. Please. He said there's always a spot for me if I want to switch industries. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, blessings, blessings on their households. But uh, Wait, what? What do you mean by that? Like he was trying to poach me to sell insurance. insurance. <laughs> yeah. Like. Probably not my industry. I thought you were saying if he wanted to switch industries. Oh no no no. Um, but yeah, he used to work He's for Top to and Goliath. Okay. Nah. He used Don't to work for Top and Goliath. <laughs> Eric, I'd never leave you. You're my you're my son's bud. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> he used to work for Top and Goliath. He told us some fun stories out of there. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Nice. I uh, <laughs> I just want to clarify though that. I'm the first Alex. He's the second one because, I mean, he's never I, met Moanani. That's true. Or or Wittig. Wait, is there other Alexes? <laughs> oh, shit. No, actually, Jesus. we have a fun fun habit. Um, oh, you didn't know? If we ever lose an employee, um, not lose and doesn't die. I'd like to clarify. <laughs> it's a very safe work environment. Yes. Um, but if an employee ever leaves, we tend to just hire a person with the same name, which works oh, out really well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've had, I've gone, or I've been through three Alex's at this point. I mean, I got hired on the same day as Alex M and that was like almost three years ago. He's not currently working there right now. Shout out to you, Alex. Hope you're feeling all right, man. Um, but, uh, yeah, aside from being like lanky dudes with glasses, didn't really look a whole lot alike. You know, he was tatted up and had dark hair and I was, had long blonde hair and but yeah, I, I was Alex to Dan, the owner of the brewery too, for the first like six months I worked there. So uh, yeah, there's been a lot of Alex as a bald man. Yeah, yeah, I did get a random shout out because um, I think someone thought I was uh, Sam, you know, at bald man, <laughs> and I randomly on a day that I didn't even work, they shouted me. Out. Was that from Katie? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I saw, hell yeah, dude. She shouted me out. I'm like, thanks. I didn't work, but uh, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the yeah. confidence in my yeah. position. Yeah. You paused Thank the old you. YouTube and did a little dance yeah. on your bed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's how I celebrate. I dance on my bed. I like yeah. to picture that. That's that not a weird. I like to picture everybody dancing on their beds in celebration. Like that seems like a. I don't know that that makes that much better. Thing. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I, you, I mean, you commit to whatever you you commit to the bit. That's fine, but. No, you don't. Okay. I like to see people being happy. I don't care what you're dancing on, but like yeah. dance it up. You know, if if you want to dance on your bed, that's cool. If you want to dance on, on other things. You guys remember a few years ago when there was that account? Not to swerve too much, but it was like things on a rabbit. Had no idea. No. Just people dancing on things. No, not it was like people would post images of like pancake on a rabbit and things you like put that. Pancakes on a rabbit. Yeah, you guys. Uh, there was like this account for a while, and it was like a a meme account, and they would just post like random things on a rabbit. 
a simpler like, time of the internet. Yeah, yeah. Item. A better time. It was like yeah, wholesome right. because I mean the the pancake didn't look well. Did upset they, or the, excuse the me? Rabbit. The, pancake, <laughs> the rabbit. The pancake. Who was cares fine about with the it. rabbit? The pancake is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, here we go. I'll, I'll share this with you guys. But we got a, a pancake. There's a pancake on a rabbit. Oh. You oh. uh, got a pizza. Ooh, that's that's a waffle. It caught on. So like, it was I'm just, not a pizza. I'm showing Nate multiple pancakes on. <laughs> Okay. One was a Belgian waffle. I'd like to clarify here for the listeners. Um, it was a Belgian waffle, not a pizza. It didn't even look like a pizza. Oh, it is a Belgian waffle. Oh, look at I that. I honestly thought that was a pizza as well. So. Yeah. Uh, are you supposed to eat it off the rabbit? What's well, I don't think that's sanitary, especially okay. not in today's day and age. Okay. But I, I think, you know, a little photo op, like, what's more wholesome than a baby rabbit with a pancake on its head? Yeah, that's know. true Maybe are there rabbits your, or bunnies if that's your thing isn't bunny just like a younger rabbit I, well, I don't know, know. If that's we're true. getting in deep right now maybe we should hop out of this I'm not too deep I'm not too far into we don't bunny want uh, we don't want the FBI to be coming here and you know so let's see FBI rabbits yeah, pancakes we're drinking pseudo soup <laughs> um, yeah it's Delicious beer out of uh, Decorah, Iowa, Toplin Goliath. We've had the ability to buy that in the state of Minnesota for probably the past five years, and it is a tasty beverage. Delicious. Um, I don't know, guys. Their flagship for sure. I don't. Is it? Is it harder? Because shout out to quick shout out to uh, Westo in uh, Okaboji, Iowa. It's a brewery in Okaboji, Iowa. Westo make great beer. But I feel like it's harder for breweries in Iowa to break into to sell their stuff in Minnesota. I don't know. I heard that's just kind of a weird. I definitely process. believe that. Yeah, because um, they haven't been able to, and they're they're kind of exploding out there. So. What's is it? Kansas, straight south of Iowa, south of Iowa, or Ye- Missouri. I think it's Kansas. What's straight south of Iowa? Geography is not my strong. Yeah, yeah you're making directions in general not my strong. I'm just trying to think of why that might be because I feel like we get a lot of distribution out of like Chicago, probably right, and we yeah, sound a lot yeah, of beer in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember when Surly hit that scene, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I know we get a lot of stuff from Fargo here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta imagine we're an easy stop for for Canadian brews. Yeah, but I'm guessing a lot of those are shout under out to Black Label. Shout out to Black uh, Label. Shout out to Black Label. Maybe it's easier for Iowa to ship beers south. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I, I, I mean, when I went in there last time, I was talking with their one of their brewers, and I was like, "Why haven't you guys?" Because they distribute all around Iowa and a couple other states in Nebraska and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. not in uh, Minnesota yet. So, and they they were kind of giving me the impression that it's it's a little little more work to distribute here than. I mean, mm. I got to imagine state line liquor laws are a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, well, with Toppling Goliath, I mean, they're right on, the core is, you know, right on the border, more yeah, or less. Yeah, very true. So, like, it would have been a shame for them to not try to break yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that was probably an early on kind of a thing for them, mm-hmm. you know. Well, there's also more people up here, like n- not knocking Iowa, but I gotta imagine no, that a lot of yeah. there's a lot of breweries there that just probably are tap room only. 
you know? Yeah, I mean, like, especially northwest, like, where it gets up towards kind of Minnesota and stuff, it becomes pretty rural, so. Yeah. 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 I don't know, like, I mean, I got, like I said, I I love Toppling Goliath. Um, They do a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, They are becoming a very popular brewery. Um, I mean, I know they do, like, a lot of bottle releases. I've seen at least two or three variants on Pseudo Sue, which I thought was cool. Um, but yeah, I've not seen much else from Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully that changes, you know, I'm sure there's a lot Absolutely. of good breweries. Yeah. But, um, yeah, shout out to West Iowa though. That's if, uh, you ever get a chance to, I'll, I'll bring some up for you guys. I actually, if I would have gotten the chance, I would have, but, um, yeah, they have an amazing, um, red ale that they make. So, mm. yeah. We've talked about it before. I love making home trips or excuse me. I love making road trips to to old friends and, and newly acquainted friends hometowns so okay yeah. maybe sometime we do a little trip back to iowa i know you said you guys got a little uh tap room that just opened in your your hometown yeah we do which is interesting because i come from a very small uh town and they just opened a tap room there they only have three beers like an ipa a lager and um i think a cream ale but um, they're decent, you know. They they need to work on a few things, but they're doing they're doing fine for where they're at. So. I have noticed like a lot of times a new brewery opens, you get like a lot of weird, almost earthy flavors for beers that shouldn't really have it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's they need to work on that type of aspect of really getting the clean, you know, crisp hit you in the mouth flavor of like an IPA or like a cream ale and stuff. So still taking a little time to get it dialed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I prefer my cream ales to not hit me in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer they do. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> agree to disagree. But Tomato potato. I think one thing we can agree on is that uh, we're drinking a pretty tasty beverage here. Yeah, this is uh, delicious. So the reason I chose Pseudo Sue is because uh, my buddy works at Hotel Ivy downtown Minneapolis. And um, they do, you know, they're very cocktail driven. They like to sell you those. But most of the time when I'm going out, I'm drinking beer. And, uh, this is one of the ones they have on all the time. And so it's, for me, it's either this or a hams there. And, um, I usually go with the pseudo soon just cause it's a delicious beer. It goes really well with some Fernet. So, Ooh, Fernet. Yeah. That's a, that's a classic shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Hell yeah. Well, if I had to review pseudo Sue, um, I'm going to put it at a 4.2. Um, oh. solid one for me. Um, would will drink again. Um, yeah, just no no real complaints here about this one. Just a nice uh, IPA unfiltered, or excuse me, nice unfiltered pale ale with uh, some nice notes of, of of tropical fruits and yeah, just real tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think I mean I'm probably gonna go like a. Three five, three mm-hmm. seven, um, somewhere in that range. While I do really like pseudo Sue, um, I think, well, especially because we had that um, unlabeled art pale ale earlier. I think that 
that kind of scratched that itch for me a little bit more. Whereas a lot of that flavor without a lot of the kind of over the top body. Um, like I, I could drink, I don't know, pseudo Sue. I can drink a good amount of it. Um, but I will event, I mean, hot burn is imminent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a big thing for me is that drinkability over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to put it at like, uh, I would say like a four, 4.1, just because uh, it's an amazing beer, I really like it. But um, it's it's where it sits in my um, my case is kind of if I don't really see anything that kind of blows me away at a bar or anything, and then I see pseudo sue, that's I'm probably gonna get a pseudo sue, you know, just because I know it's it's gonna be good. I like to drink it, um, but yeah. Then again, I could probably only have like two of them, <laughs> and then after that. I'm probably going to move on to either something lighter, darker, you know, old, reliable, old, reliable. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's all for our reviews. It's been a fun episode, fun season premiere, fun, uh, sitting back and chatting with the homies, but, uh, I think it's about time we call it a wrap. Yeah. Um, you can find us at, uh, suds, buds podcast on Instagram um check out our episodes they drop on thursdays on spotify itunes soundcloud wherever you find your podcasts nice um feel free to shoot us an email at sudsbudspod at gmail.com and alex where can people find you when you're not working at bald man <laughs> where can people find me when i'm not working at bald man? anything you got a plug I, or anything like that i told you oh, oh where's like, your twitch stream at oh uh, where's my twitch my house give me give but, me them uh, give me them fortnite streams <laughs> you know what my favorite if if you want to try to find me if you want to try <laughs> to seek me out um my favorite bar to go to is um and this may sound kind of basic, but I don't care, um, is Pizza Luce in um, the Seward neighborhood, just because it's a great bar. I honestly go there. Well, I used to go there more than I should have. But um, <laughs> yeah, or, you know, that or probably like Nightingale or something. Yeah. Nightingale give those slaps. Two, go Give those two a shout out. Um, shout out yeah. to Jaysha. Jaysha, the, the owner of Nightingale. He, okay. uh, it's... He or they, him and his wife own Nightingale, Mortimer's, oh, and Mortimer's is Tilt. Great too. Interesting. Tilt is Mortimer's and Tilt are both great. I love Mortimer's as well. They yeah. also have a golden tea machine at Mortimer's, so Nate and I will probably oh, be there at some point. I'm aware, and hopefully Eric's there <laughs> to witness me. Um, you know, but um, I'll ref yeah. the debauchery. Yeah, yeah. They do have an awesome chicken sandwich Sunday. Oh, or no, no. Oh. It's um, talking about chicken sandwich Saturday. Mortimer's? Yeah. Yeah. Or Mortimer's? A chicken sandwich slaps. Um, that sounds real good. Also, Nightingale's chicken liver pate. If you like chicken livers, oh, it's to die for. It's amazing. That sounds Delicious. real good, too. You don't strike me as a chicken liver guy. Oh, I love honest. chicken livers. Okay. Okay. I love them. Give me your chicken livers. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, appreciate you all joining us for this episode of Suds Buds. We're out of here. We're about to go get some chicken livers. We will chat with you all soon. Bye. Goodbye.
So now let's meet the men who will get the world's strongest man, 1995, well and truly underway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might not be able to touch my toes, but I will still fuck these. I might not be able to touch my toes, but I will still fuck these. You take steps to get to the sex, I just flex. Like Lex, dance moves with the pecs. It be like, damn, that man smooth like a Corvette. Boom, boom through the set. Who's next to get suplex? Suplex city, bitch. Suplex city, bitch. Suplex city, bitch. Suplex city, bitch. You know the vibe. Yeah. Your boy been immortalized. Yellow and five glide like water slide. Black trench like the taker. Black tent so they can't make us. I slide a plane better than time proves. Drive car like Dale Senior with my feet up. Lotus pose like Shiva on the floor for the fight with my seat next to Cheetah. I told that motherfucker go to weed up. Please. Yes. I might not be able to touch my toes, but I will still fuck these. My new shit, only for Dolphins. And let the slam off like Dolphin train. You know the Bronco starts howling once the light ends. And he ain't stopping till the night ends. So go ahead with your pity pack. My swimming trunk's so 50 bash. Oh, make me hit you with the Diddy dance. I cock a hundred slows into the handle of the mini mag. Your boy keep bashing in the sack daddy. Spin high, just miggity, 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 mac daddy. And that's a long time. Prior to the start of the competition, Paul caught up with the reigning champion to find out more about the man whose title the other competitors are desperate to claim. Now, you've been doing these competitions possibly longer than anybody else now. How did you get started originally? Bitch, I'm living la vida loca. Yellow bro figaro choke me. Laughing in the mirror like the Joker with the Oakleys. My whole team out for dead presidents like Loki. It's young Baklava, you know me. Yeah. I might not be able to touch my toes, but I will still fuck these. I might not be able to touch my toes, but I will still fuck these. Yeah, I might not be able to touch my toes, but I will still fuck these. I might not be able to touch my toes, but I will still fuck these. Yeah, bam bam block the fizzy. Flush queen shit. 70, 70. 